Hey everyone, and welcome to our 14th ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. As usual, I am your host, Griggy, and I am joined by Salezo and Laura. Hello, you two fantastic people. Hello. How are you both this lovely this lovely evening as we record episode 14? Um, when you asked me before the podcast, I paused dramatically for effect, so I feel I'm fine, but a part of me clearly is unsure, and I will stick with that answer. Okay, I'm you want fine, me to go back unsure. and get the pause? Yeah, if you could. Okay. Or imagine a pause here. Do you want everything that was between the pause and the start of the podcast as well, Laura? Do you want that saved? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> uh, we don't yeah. need that. Nobody needs that. If you want to hear that, though, we will set up no, a Patreon. No, no. And you can no, subscribe to that. No. And I'm... Um, yeah, what, one pound? One dollar. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing all right as well. Life is good. It was... Now, now that we've had that show's planned holiday, everything's great. Yes, we needed that holiday, I think, just to catch up and play, play exactly. some games. Really. Exactly. Which is a great segue into the first segment, which is what we've been playing. Now, we've had quite a lot of weeks, so there's a lot of games to talk about in what we've been playing. And Slazer, I'll let you start. Oh, thanks, buddy. I completely forgot this segment. Um, <laughs> so, what have I been playing? Oh, boy, don't mind me while I stall and load up my backloggery, which will tell me everything I need to know. Thank you, backloggery. So, uh, I have 100%ed Spider-Man ahead of the uh, release of Miles Morales in about... When's this go live? End of October? Uh, yeah, so it'll be in... Yeah, so in about three weeks, two or three weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so I've hunted Spider-Man now, so I've finished off um, Silver Lining. I went back to get the New Game Plus trophies for doing it on like Ultimate and a New Game Plus playthrough, uh, which actually isn't too bad, because the only real difference is that the enemies hurt a lot more, so they'll take like a third of your health off with each hit, if you're not careful. But um, because it's the relatively easy enemies compared to the DLC ones, which hit like a truck, it's actually not too bad. So I kind of mostly managed to breeze through that, especially when you're not focusing on all the extra stuff, like, oh, I need to go collect all the backpacks and photograph all the landmarks. Like, no, no, I'm just going to laser focus the main campaign. So blasting through that, I roughly remember what the story is now as well. So uh, that'll be good for when I get my hands on Miles. And yeah, I was, I was happy I still enjoyed it like two years on. So considering I've pre-ordered Miles, it'd be a bit awkward if I went back to it and went, eh, it's not that all that. <laughs> Cancel the pre-order, abandon <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have then also um, we'll cover this in the next episode actually but I've also now finished Sonic Mania so uh, focused through getting through I think the remaining like two thirds of the game I hadn't played through so that's all done but again I'll, uh, I've given my brief take on Twitter if you follow me on there but otherwise uh, we'll go in depth into that in the next episode uh, I know I've played other things. Come on, Sean, think. Um, I feel like... Did we talk about Full Guys Season 2 in the last episode, Laura? Can you remember? Can't remember uh, yeah, we, we did talk about the Season 2 launch. Shoot, can't talk I, about that one then. Yeah, I feel like you said the games didn't come up enough. I feel that was a thing you mentioned. Yeah, so I haven't done a whole lot of that, but I just remember being a bit... A little disappointed that there are only four new games, and of them only a couple are medieval-themed. I was expecting, like, don't get me wrong, I saw some people like, a whole, it should be all new, all, like, a new 20 games, like, no, but, uh, expected a little bit more, but, uh, besides that, I, I have remembered the other thing I played, I've played a bunch of Among Us with friends, and I was kind of really hesitant about it at first, to me, like, when, uh, when it was becoming this big thing, I just thought, this looks like a less interesting TTT, 
But um, the simplicity actually really does work well and makes it really fun. It's awkward because you need you like unlike TTT where you can kind of get away with like four or five maybe. Like Among Us really does need like eight or nine people to be properly effective. Because if it's a one traitor game with six or seven, it's a little bit of an uphill battle for the traitor. Whereas when there's two of them, it's a bit more. Ooh, can't trust anyone because maybe they're in cahoots. And uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty simple, but it's really good fun. I've find myself really enjoying that and accusing everyone I know of being sus and desperately trying to deflect people when I am the imposter and going, that's the smart one of the group, always figures it out, so slit them first. And yeah, it's uh, I'd say it's it's nice and simple and it's good fun and there's like there's a bunch of rules that you need to like, learn to be properly effective at it, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. And it's a good like weekend game to play with friends. Plus, it's dirt cheap; like it's free on mobile devices or four quid on Steam. So, it's, if you've been on the fence with Among Us, buy it. Although I imagine you already have if you're interested by this point. That's me. That's what I've been playing. Laura, can you top that? Uh, no, um, I've been playing some. Laura, I've met you. You play a million <laughs> games. You'll easily top me. <laughs> All right, I do go to work. Actually, I've been on holiday. I'm lying. Um, FIFA 21 overplayed. Got it. On I take board. it back. <laughs> I played for you. I've, I've got. I'm trying to get into Ultimate Team and do that this year. And I've built my whole English Premier League team. And my team's got some Team of the Week cards in it already, so I feel quite nice about that. Um, it's a you know the FIFA game that I was promised a few years ago. Tackling works, passing works, shooting works. You know stuff you expect to work works, which is nice. Phil Squee will end up agreeing with me on that. Um, there's still some stuff. FIFA 21 rise. If you followed me on Twitter, you would have seen a clip earlier in the week where my goalie punches it into his own net. Um, that was great. That was good. Uh, yeah, it was good times. Just showing you one. how fixed the new FIFA is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super cool. And also really cool is that I've been playing is Doom Eternal. I've started that. I'm halfway through because um, it's on Game Pass now. And we, we've spoken before how great value Game Pass is. And... Uh-huh. Uh, and finally getting to play Doom Eternal is quite nice because I played the original Doom because I won it in a competition along with an Xbox One and um, really loved it because um, I didn't think right. I would. <laughs> sorry, yes. sort of name drop. Courtesy of the Sci-Fi Channel, which is available on all good broadcasts. <laughs> no, sorry, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that is also true. But, um, yeah, so Doom Eternal I've been playing. It's basically more the same with the Doom vibe and stuff like that. I am, I still kind of more prefer Wolfenstein and stuff like that. There is but, I mean, Doom gives me the whole up-close-and-personal stabbing demons in the face and those, like, creatures and stuff. So I do find that quite... you chainsawing them and... You know how I feel about chainsaws. Haha, <laughs> jokes, gears. You see what I did there? No? Nope. Cool. Thanks. Um, oh, i tell you what I did. I finished Tell Me Why. There you go. I've been playing Tell Me Why as oh, well. Oh, the Dog game, game. Yes. Yes. The people who make Life is Strange, as I say them, because their company name freaks me out, like you just said. But... Don't nod. Yeah, I just... How does that freak you out? It doesn't roll off the tongue, and I always think I'm going to say it wrong. I don't know why. Dot nod. Stop saying dot nod at me. It doesn't sound right. (laughs) It's not dot nod. There's an N in there. Don't say that. I just say I thought it was don't nod. You can say don't nod as well. I say don't nod because I think they're uh, Norwegian or Icelandic. I I honestly don't know. (laughs) I'll get back to you. Um, Anyway. But tell me why. So I did episode one and I thought it was a bit slow. I was like, oh, this is going to be the slowest one yet because I'm like, I've missed it. But then the story got really good and it was like a mystery to it and working stuff out and puzzles and stuff. I actually probably would say I enjoyed, ended up enjoying it more than Life is Strange season two. 
Um, yeah, it was really short and sweet, but the story was quite... It got Once you got enticed, you were sold, and the puzzles made a lot more sense. It wasn't just kind of a... Oh, I don't want to insult Seizu's favourite game of Life is Strange, but while it, there's, like, literal puzzles, these were more, like, logic puzzles, and not just kind of once you work out the mechanic and the general gist of time stopping, then you could work out every puzzle ever. There was a bit more variety with this. Did the puzzles kind of make sense in the game? Because I know a lot of them, like, oh, Life is Strange, 100%. there's the famous kind of, get five bottles, and it's yeah, like, yeah, this, what? Yeah, yeah, Life is Strange, you feel like, other than the time stuff, the puzzles are just kind of like, yeah. what we want to do. Other than like, the final episode, figure out the mystery bit, yeah, the yeah, puzzles were a this, bit, uh... To try and keep it vague and that, an incident happened, so this mum's dead, but you're kind of working out why the mum got killed or what actually happened, uh, but she wrote your, you were kids at the time, and she gave you wrote red stuff, wrote and read stories to you that are fairy tale princess, but they're all characters. They actually represent characters you meet and stuff. So it was working out those puzzles to work out who's who, and she has like a puzzle on her door to unlock that you can only do by digesting and understanding her stories and stuff. Do you just like, like this because it's the Phoenix Wright by the Life is Strange team? No, I won't say it's Phoenix Wright. It's not like objection okay. that it's, it's like invest. <laughs> I don't know what, how, what Phoenix Wright you're playing. But it's more uh, like murder mystery investigation. It's not murder mystery because ugh, I can't really spoil it without the story because it's like, not, not exactly, but it's like memories and stuff like that and piecing it together yeah. and motives. And, but the puzzles make sense because the mum was very puzzly. So she's left puzzles behind her whole like goodbye will and stuff. It's all tied into like what her character's right. like. So the puzzles all make sense because of how it's set up. So I will say that if you really like them sort of games, tell me why it is probably the one you should play, and the fact it's only three episodes, and the fact it's on Game Pass if you have that, it's, you know, no-brainer to go and play that. Um, have I played anything else? You, you have reminded me I really do need to make better use of Game Pass. The amount of time, especially recently, because I was just looking at what was on there, because mm. I play most of the demos that come out on Switch, and like, half the time I'm like, this is a fun game, I should get this at some point. And then just looking at Game Pass, I'm like, oh, they're, they're all on there. Yes. I probably just download is... them. <laughs> I have been trying to make the most of Game Pass. Um, I, I, say it like, I say it like I'm done with my PS4, but I'm, I am going to the PS5, so that's why I've got FIFA and that I one mean, there, you but... will be in a few weeks. No, but I mean, like, I haven't played Last of Us 2 in that because that's just come out and stuff, but generally the big hitters I've covered. So to me, I feel like I covered everything on PlayStation, but my Xbox I got later, and then with Game Pass, it's given me all the games I'm sort of already paying for them. Yeah. And so I just find myself, if I want to try something new, I'm on my Xbox. But then I'm, when I'm playing FIFA and something like that, you're Warzone even. When I'm, I don't know, I've been bullied into playing it, what up? Um, it will be on my PlayStation. But yeah. That's, I think that's everything I played. I mean, to be honest, I've given you Doom Eternal and Tell Me Why. I think that's quite impressive that I've played two new games I haven't spoken about for on this podcast. So, I think I did well. You did, yeah, you did all right. I can't really, I can't really top that, to be honest. You know, you know what my first game's going to be. Is it, by any chance, FIFA? No, that was my second game. Ah, so it's Call of Duty. His first game is oh, yeah. Warzone. My first game is Warzone, but, but it's the Halloween stuff. There we go. The Halloween stuff is amazing. That is, is all. Yeah, so the mode that I've been playing, it's it's trios, but when you die, you come back as a zombie, like undead person. And the idea is obviously if you kill two people, I pick up two um two like medical syringes that the people who've died drop, you come back as a normal person. 
Um, but if you die as a zombie, you're dead, completely dead. Um, is, is the gulag still in it? Or there's no gulag. gulag. Right, so okay. this kind of replaces the gulag, but it's really fun because you're always like you've got to you've got to know like your surroundings a lot more, and I found it a lot more tense than just playing the normal war zone. You drop into a smaller circle as well, um, and the zombies can see everyone. So they so if you've got someone who's a zombie on your team, they can basically say, "Oh, there's a team in this building a bit further forward." Um, so you know maybe not to push it or push it if there's only one person there and everything. And it's it's a lot of okay. fun. It makes it just it changed the entire game. It made it more tense, but it made it so much more fun as well. Um, the zombies can go in the gas. They're stronger in the gas as well. So if there's people coming out of the gas who like running to get into the circle, obviously it's easier for you to kill them when they're there. Um, and with it being dark as well, it's just it's a lot harder to spot people, which kind of makes it a lot more. Um, a lot more scary and a lot more you've got to be focused more on it. I just like the idea like of like a battle royale where you have that kind of position. Because obviously like, in some battle royales the like characters a bit like Bloodhound in Apex or has an ability where it will reveal enemies' locations for a few yeah. seconds. Or his ultimate does it for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. But having like an ability in like Warzone where it's just like, oh this guy died, but now he can see everyone for us, that's oh Yeah. And the zomb- like they're not the zombies aren't really strong either. So yeah. It's kind of you've kind of got to like balance the point of do I run in and try and kill these two people in the house or do I let my team go in and maybe I distract them and then let them go in and kill them, which is kind of what we did actually when I was a zombie. So I jumped around on the roof outside to distract them. My two friends pushed in. Um, I think they killed two of them, so I revived myself nice. that way. So it's 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 good. It adds more sort of tactical tacticalness to it, and it's one of those game modes where I hope they don't get rid of it, but they will because it's just a limited time one. But it's probably the most fun I've had playing Warzone in the past couple of months, I think. There is another mode, but I think it's literally just trios, but in the dark. So I didn't really bother playing that one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Sorry. understand. I don't the know why. It. It, the, the way you describe it is trios in the dark. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so like this one is trios in the dark, but obviously you've got the zombies. Whereas I think the other one is just basically Battle Royale, but in the dark. I think that was the only, the only difference to it. Um, and then I've played FIFA 21... I played a tiny bit of The Last of Us. Um, I think I played it. I think I played it when my parents were coming like round to my house. So I was playing it while they were there. And my dad was just, he was shocked that he was actually like, this was a game, which I thought was quite cool because obviously it is a very good looking game. And I think he was really shocked at how real it kind of looked until I killed a, um, what did I kill? I think I killed a clicker. And that's when he realized it wasn't real. But uh yeah, it's just, it's so good, but it, like I keep saying, it's so intense that I, I can't play it for long periods of time. I just, I have to take a break. And then normally the break seems to last like a month or something while I play other games, but that's not the point. Uh, what else have I played? Destiny 2, I think I spoke about that last time, playing a bit of Gambit. I played a bit more of that. Little, I played the opening of the free version of Destiny 2 three times to help my friends get through it to play Gambit. And then we all, well, one of them encountered a problem where he had no gear and no light, and we had to go and try and fix that, but we couldn't be bothered. So we moved on to play Overwatch. Holy so, moly, Overwatch. Yeah, I know, I've I got Overwatch the day it came out, and I've kind of gone back to it every every six months, and then sort of thought, why am I not playing this more often? Overwatch um, is amazing, and I wish I could play it more. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Overwatch is it's just fun. Yes. Like, you win or lose, but you always seem to have fun, even if you get absolutely smashed by the opposition team. It's never... Like it's never like Call of Duty where it's really one sided and you always just die all the time. It doesn't seem like it just seems like it's just fun no matter what. And then we were playing, I think we played Hero Rumble. Is it Hero Rumble where I think you swap heroes every time you die? 
uh, there's mystery the heroes mystery heroes that was the one yeah that's so that what i always cool. play which is amazing especially now yeah. that they've got the weird cube system for like normal play so mystery heroes is the way to go yeah and there was loads of heroes that i'd never played as before as well because i haven't played yeah. it for so long so that's pretty cool some new maps as well and it was just so much fun and i kind of want to try and play it a bit more regular now i'm not very good at it but i kind of want to play it a bit more regular Hit me up, yo. Oh, I will. I will. We can play. Laura, you can get it. Um, it works on your PC. I don't think it's on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. Game Pass. You see, you see. <laughs> true. I feel like you need to learn why I play so many games and track back the uh, source of how much. I'll, tra- I'll track back the source. But yeah, that's pretty much everything I've played. Um, I was trying to play Doom Eternal with one of my friends, but we couldn't get past the tutorial in good enough time to play it, so we just give up. Then we went to PlayStation <laughs> K2, um, which just Welcome to our miserable. gaming, sorry. Welcome to no, our so, gaming podcast as we tell you how we fail at games. No, so sorry. no, it wasn't that we fit. It was basically oh, that. Can't wait for the next episode, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I shot my shot terribly here. So yeah, so oh. no, it was like we tried to. So my friend booted up Doom Eternal, and apparently you've got to get to a certain point of the game before you can play multiplayer. Oh, it's one of those. And we didn't know that. So we were like, oh, we've got we've got an hour and a half to play some games. We'll we'll play Doom. And obviously that never happened. So then we went to play State of Decay 2. And my download was corrupted, which I've never, ever had before. So we didn't play State of Decay 2 either. So then we went back to playing Warzone. Good old trusty Warzone. And that is pretty much everything I've been playing. Um, that's pretty much it, yeah. So we'll move on to the next segment, which is on this day. So if you are listening to this podcast on the day we go live, which is October the 27th, 2020, can you believe we're nearly at the end of the year? No, I don't want to think about it. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. It's nearly my birthday, and I don't like it. Oh, right. Is that a hint? Got it. Yes, that was it. See the the tone of which I said it and was vague about when my birthday is? Clearly a hint. (laughs) So we're buying uh, Laura Overwatch. Oh, I actually did like Overwatch when I played it. Hmm. Buy me Overwatch. Yeah, thank you. So so anyway, on October the 27th, uh, we had quite a few big games come out, actually. I've listed four of the big games here. One of them Overwatch. No, it wasn't. Overwatch came out on my birthday, actually. Overwatch was like March time, wasn't it? It was May. Close enough. Close enough! It began began by M. It's close enough. Sorry, I just love the idea that Slazo's like, close enough. I mean, if we go on this logic... (laughs) Everything is close. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, no, the first... there's a different. Like, <laughs> all right, there's a difference between like March and May, and say like March and December. Oh, well done, Slazer. I'm so glad you worked that out. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, the sass. <laughs> can we can we can we carry on? Let's carry on. This is all being <laughs> like, noted down for next time. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's for the two weeks time. Next week. No, don't you start this. For the two weeks time, this is the other podcast I'm in. Right. I actually hate myself because I'm literally getting sassier and more savage with Slazo, knowing that ne- the next episode I will be destroyed. You haven't got a leg to stand on for the next episode. Oh. Anyway, anyway, on this day, October the 27th, game number one Assassin's Creed Origins. Oranges, if you're certain reviews. I loved Assassin's Creed Origins. I nearly said orange, Origins because you threw me. I think it's Assassin's Creed Origins. It was, what did, it, did this one release um, it come out really broken and then they fixed it and I was like... Oh, no, that was, no. Syn- that was Syndicate. Which one's Origins? This is the one set in Egypt. 
Oh, this is what I like the first one of the reboot era. Oh, this is the one I thought it was all right. Could be better. (laughs) I I quite liked it, but it wasn't. Yeah, I tried. I foolishly when Odyssey was getting hype, I was like, "Well, if I'm going to start here, I may as well play Origins first." No, you're the Assassin's Creed series wrong. I swear to God, I wish I was with you to slap you in the back of the head when you speak about Assassin's (laughs) Creed sometimes, because this is the same thing we had when you were like, "I insist on playing number one," and you were collecting white doves for ages, and I still don't think you made it number two. Flags Flags, number one. (laughs) I didn't give a shit. That's what they were, it wasn't fun. <laughs> so I wasn't going to do it. Yeah, I have so a knack of playing flags. the not good, <laughs> the okay Assassin's Creed. No, but not only did you play the bad one, you played it to the point like, I'm going to complete it. I'm going to complete it. Come here, you white flag. I can't help that I'm obsessive <laughs> like that, all right? Like... <laughs> get to play the good ones all you did was drain the life out of the series and i swear to god the fact that you're going to tell me that you play origins and not odyssey and odyssey is such the superior title that if it shit if it if that game shit out another game it would still be better than origins that's how we're at Sazo. and that's a visual picture for you of a game shitting out another game and it's shit still being better i look forward to uh playing whatever the next assassin's creed reboot is that isn't that great Valhalla. Okay. Oh, you know what? Valhalla doesn't look that's great. That's not a reboot. So that's just yeah. the next well, one. Yeah. I'm no, assuming, Valhalla... considering they nailed it with Odyssey, they're going to probably do to be well. Fair, to be fair, Origins was actually a really good game. It's a really good if game, comp- but it's no Odyssey. Comp- I've not played Odyssey. This probably explains why you're telling me Origins is a really good game, right? Yeah, so, uh, just for, But based on the fact that I, I didn't play a Syndicate, but I've played every Assassin's Creed apart from Syndicate, so playing yeah. this one, I was like, this is actually really good. I can kind of... Hang on. So the only Assassin's Creed you've not played is Syndicate and Odyssey. Yes. The ones with female playable characters. I know. He's like, Squiggy is the person that stopped <laughs> that is... hitting female characters. Okay, so <laughs> that is want not... to point that out. No, that is not intentional. Right? <laughs> it was like I, it. I did not do it. I did not. I didn't games. even know Syndicate had a, posit- had a, had a positive female <laughs> character. Had a female character. There's 12 it. games lined up and Squiggy is somehow... Accidentally picked out the two with women's as leads. Can we just say <laughs> yeah. that, that feels I didn't a little bit? I honestly did not know that. Just okay. for the record, I didn't know that. But I remember Syndicate okay. came out and it got absolutely shit on. And it was on my Christmas <laughs> list. And I was like, you know what? I don't want this shit for Christmas. Yeah. You know what? I, I, you know what I think, right. Yeah, you know what I actually was think horrendous. happened? So Syndicate's went- like the one with Austin Wintry and like, the yeah. music theme, isn't it? Maybe. Squiggy went into the store, saw the box art, saw there was a woman, and was like, Nope, not for me! <laughs> Squiggy is not sexist or misogynist. We should probably point that out. I yeah, mean, please, earlier, earlier, he made a comment that was clearly directed at me just because of sexism. So, like, There's only two people who didn't him in it, Laura. So. Oh, sorry, I no, know. sorry, no. I, I haven't just... played Unity or Syndicate. Okay. Well, I okay. feel like you just added Unity was, Unity was the one yourself. that was shit. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I... No, Unity is the one I thought Origins was for some reason because Unity was the one that was pretty much, I want to say broken for lack of a better word at launch. Yes. But by the time they did all the updates, it was really yeah. cool. And yeah. that's when I played it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't played Syndicate. I, I don't know why. Oh, well, anyway. I love I love it. Anyway, Origins was really good. What a great day. Woo! Origins. Yeah. Remember next we game. said we were going like... to go through these quickly? Yeah, well, yeah, the next game we don't need to talk about much is Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey? Yeah, it's okay. All yeah. the Odysseys. A good Odyssey. What up? I don't yeah, think Odyssey, I've not, but... I've not finished it. I'm about three quarters <laughs> of the way through it, I think. I just couldn't 
I tried with Odyssey and I was excited for Odyssey because it looked like it was going back to like the world-based levels of like Sunshine 64, which it does. But it, it's, I just, I don't like, I just, there's no real like interest. Or, it comes across more like a 3D Sonic game in some ways. Could I? Because it's very gimmicky and it's very, look at this moment, you can share on social media. And it's like, great, <laughs> can I have an interesting game? Please. I, I love. I feel it's I very. Love. It's very linear for a game which is supposed to be like an open worldish kind of thing. I, I don't even. Know if it, it's just. I don't know if it's linear. It's just like you get moons for doing the fuck all. Oh, I danced through some Coopers. Have a moon. Yeah. It's okay. I love the fact that this game seemed to get really high praise and. On the basis that I haven't finished it either, I don't know anyone that's finished it. The thing is, I know like I know loads of people, like loads of my friends who are like or people on Twitter and that were like, Oh, this is a really great game. This is like revolutionary for Mario. Like I mean hell, there were comparisons at the time between this and Breath of the Wild and saying like they did this does for Mario what Breath of the Wild did for Zelda and it's like No, no, I'd play I mean, any of the other three D Marios over this. I do find that with Mario games, I think sometimes they click for people, sometimes they don't. Because I know you're a big Sunshine advocate. Yes. To the point where people look at you weird. And oh, I really right. love Super... Right. I really... Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um, great discussion. Good chat. Um, whereas I'm really into Super Mario 64, which I think is affected by the fact I played it as a kid. And I was just... I just love Super Mario 64. But then... I just feel like it's so hard for Mario to appease to someone once you find that Mario game you love. That's how, this is going to sound really weird, but because I really love Super Mario 64, I put it on this pedestal that's unrealistic. I feel I, like you sunshine on a pedestal that's unrealistic. I know you're going to argue you don't. I can't but, deny uh, that, but I have, like, Galaxy 2, I thought was all No, yeah, you're like, so. it's all right. I feel... No, I thought it was same... amazing. All right, Galaxy 2 isn't all right. Galaxy 2 is phenomenal, <laughs> right? Hey, someone's been drink drinking the Kool-Aid. But um, but I just think sometimes, like, Odyssey, you can't really fault it, particularly. You're like, oh, it could be less linear and stuff like that. But then you can't, you don't really fall in love with it at the same time because it's set to another standard because of how It's a, it's a solid game, which doesn't... It, it doesn't, doesn't piss do you off. Terrible, it doesn't excite but it doesn't, you either. It's yeah. a perfectly fine game, but when I compare it to all the other Mario's, because Mario is like a standard setter for the genre, I'm like, eh, it's not really that good compared to them. It's a victim of its own high standards. Oh, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, that's say. fair. That's a fair yeah. way of putting it. That's where I'm going. I was like, well, I can sum this up. <laughs> moving along to the next game, Halo 5 Guardians. Never played. You've never played um, Halo 5? I played Halo 5. <laughs> me and Laura. Take it me away. And Laura. Yeah, me and Laura did the story, didn't we? Yeah, I think it was the first game I got on Xbox One. That is an Xbox One one, right? Is yeah. the first. Yeah, cool. I was like so panicky then. I think I got it for Christmas with my Xbox One, and the first thing I did was like December twenty seventh. I was like, Squiggy, do you want to do co op? And then I think from the twenty seventh between the twenty seventh thirty first, we finished it before you went back to work. Yeah, and pretty I much. Yeah. It was our little Christmas holiday together. Cute. It was <laughs> we together in separate places of the country. Just yes. for the record. But also the fact that we probably right now felt Christmassy but probably couldn't tell you anything about that story because the story is so fucking shit in Halo I'm sorry I know yeah, you love the, Halo games equally but that Halo 5 no, story so, and, so oh. for me Halo 5 was it was good but I hit, I absolutely hated the story I couldn't tell you to be honest I couldn't tell you the story because I didn't care about it um <laughs> you know what? Was I think the we... best part, but we kind of just did the story to say we'd finished it yeah to get the achievements let's be honest but also to be like I feel like we have rules where I think we both, we've played a lot of co-op games together, um, story-driven uh, particularly, 
And we don't talk in cutscenes when it's our first time playing because we gen we're both those type of people that don't like playing through twice. So if we agree to play a co-op like Gears, I'm not going to play it through by myself. I'm just going to be like, Squeeze, let's do co-op. Um, so we don't talk in cutscenes to understand what's going on. In the Halo 5 cutscenes, I, I think we talk and both openly accepted that it was more interesting to watch I'm the positive scene. I went and made a cup of tea and I think you went away for a little bit during one of the cutscenes. I think I went to get Christmas food snacks. I genuinely yeah. think I went and raided the Christmas food cupboard and came back with like a mini cheddar's pot and was just like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Rum. Yeah, because, yeah, that, that proves how much we didn't really like the game. It just, yeah. it's it just... was just... It was just there. The story was just there, just so they could have a story. I think, and, and I, it didn't I really out, make did any sense. Yeah, did we get stuck at any point? No. Why? Because the story didn't really add or anything or direct us. It was just shooty bang bang. Didn't really need you going. Oh, yeah, I was like, enemies. go here, kill these enemies. Oh, we need to go here and kill these enemies. Oh, we need to go here and kill these enemies. All right, end of the level. Now we're going to move to this area where we know oh, we need to go here and kill these enemies and here and kill these enemies. Oh, there's Master Chief. Master Chief's bad. But is Master Chief really bad? Who knows? Kill those enemies. Jump I mean, in. Let's go here, shoot those enemies. Is Halo. Like, that's not just Halo 5. Yeah, but when this is like their Halo for this generation. Trip. You would expect, you know, you know, when like a lot of games in that generation, in this generation, that generation, this generation for now, <laughs> are kind of like open worldy still. And you play you play Halo Five, and it's literally you've got this massive level, but ultimately you've literally only got one place to go. If you go off the beaten track, there's no enemies there. It's just it's just dead space, not the oh, game, okay. but actually just dead space. So it's like we've built all this stuff for you to go and explore, but nothing happens in it. So it's just a bit. Imagine like imagine playing Fallout, where the like the advertised all this massive open world, but if you went to a certain like part of it, you couldn't do anything, like couldn't go and build because there was nothing to interact with. Ah, fuel. Got it. Yeah, so it's a bit pointless. But yeah, so that's that. Uh, the last game I've got is Wolfenstein The New Colossus. Laura? Also not played, <laughs> so over to you, Laura. I'm, oh my, you, know, you know what I'm learning about this, Jen? For me, who didn't have a lot of time, what happened is I gamed in bulk. Um, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus, you said, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's like the best one. Honestly, I recommend you play this. Because it's... Uh, I don't know. I just pff. right. How much do you know about the Wolfenstein series? I know I bought you one, Swingy. I've I've played all. This is one of them I've played. I've played them all. I think. Yeah, you agree. This was the best story-wise. It kind of wrapped up BJ's story. Is that yeah? I mean, to be honest, again, sorry, what? I couldn't really. See, yeah, he's, he's called BJ Blaskowitz. William BJ Blaskowitz. Yeah. Yes, there you go. It's central humor. I really love the wolf. It's it's rude. I really love the Wolfenstein stories. <laughs> And um, this was beautiful, and I felt really sad at the end because it was a beautiful ending where he gets the girl and stuff. Yeah, I remember. Actually, I'm just reading a bit of the plot now. I remember this game actually. Yeah, and I really did I, enjoy it. I think Wolfenstein has a is a got the nice bit bit uh, mix. I just have a malfunction. But um, basically, if we were playing co-op, I would have told you to shut up in these co um, cutscenes because I actually got invested in the character, invested in the story and stuff like that. I love um, I love this sort of thing, like modern takes, like what if the Nazis won the war, what would that like, or alternative universe, because I really like the TV show Man in the High Castle. I don't know if you know what it is. It's based on a book. I know what it is, yeah. The yeah. Amazon thing, yeah. Yes, yeah. but it's based on, I want to say Flip, but I'm not confident. I know someone famous. What if Hitler won? Yeah, that sort of thing, or alternative, well, that Man in the High Castle is like alternative universe, and there's like oh, multiple okay. cool version. So in this, like, this would be a version of what happened, but we're focusing on a version where, so it's like 
parallel worlds and stuff. Not the point. But anyway, with this, it shows you what would go the Nazis won and the whole, you know, you're sort of in the rebellion and stuff. It's an alternative history. I kind of find that really cool and a really cool storyline, like the mix and I like the little small details they add and stuff. So, and I think the characters have a lot of heart in this, especially giving him a love interest. I actually thought for a guy who's, let's be honest, Wolfenstein, you know, you're, you're blowing shit up, you're knifing people in the back. It's not, you know, <laughs> the non-violent one. You're giving him all these brutal scenarios, but then he has this soft side. It's, I don't know. I just, I love the series. This is one of the, I would arguably say the best out in and um, who would have thought years ago before they started Bethesda started re- effectively rebooting the Wolfenstein franchise that it would be the direct this would be the direction they take it on where the story is really important um, yeah though I don't want to talk about the co-op sequel to this because I actually want to punch it in the face thank you yeah I didn't want to talk about that either but no I, I enjoyed this Wolfenstein this is the one I mean spoilers but this is the one where you get to kill Hitler on the, the spaceship which is pretty cool. Like that whole part of the story, that's the part I remember a lot and it's really cool. Um, but yeah, that's there's probably a lot more games. I think like an Alien Isolation Collector's Edition came out at one point, but because Alien Isolation came out the year before that, we'll not talk about it, but it's a very good game. Um, so we'll move on to our main topic of the show. We only have one topic, but it's going to be a big one. It's a special. It is. So with the generation coming <laughs> to an end, we only have... Sorry, it's a special. Cracked me up. Couldn't know. Always having a breakdown, both really and technically. Yeah. So I think based on dates, I think this podcast and then the next podcast, which is another special, will be the last pod. (laughs) Will be the last podcasts of this generation because I think the next podcast will be when the PS5 is launched. I think if I have my dates right, I'm going to quickly check my dates there. Yes, Uh, you do. Yes, I do. Thank you. So. This one, I think it's a perfect time to talk about our top four games of the generation. So I kind of saw it doing the rounds on Twitter a bit like our first ever show where we talked about our top four favorite games of all time. And this one's been doing the rounds on Twitter a little bit. So I thought we'd we'd do this one. Well, we all thought we'd do this one. Um, so what I think we'll do is we'll go one game per person at a time. If that sounds aye, good aye, to you. Captain. Yep. Oh, well, so those are your top of my list. So you can go first. Oh, thanks, Bay. Um, so, ooh, which one, which ones will we start with? Uh, that one. Uh, so, my first game on my list is The Witness. So, this was, um, I think it was Jonathan Blow's latest kind of game. Uh, he hadn't done one since Braid, and I had no expectations for this whatsoever, because I don't like Braid. But, uh, what I got instead was a very kind of, this is a puzzler's puzzle game in many ways. It the everything about it is geared towards the puzzles, which are essentially just filling lines, but fill them incorrectly based on the different symbols that are on there. So you have to learn to interpret the entire language of the puzzles on this island, which vary from section to section. Sometimes you'll have random little triangles or stars or things will have different colours or there's weird Tetris style blocks. Or you'll be in an area where there's no hints at all and you have to use sound or visual cues or something like that. There is like in every possible way it can create these puzzles and give you solutions for these puzzles and then deconstruct these puzzles later on when the lines start going wacky or the grids you're playing them on start going wacky it literally explores every possible asset of these puzzles and then even beyond that then there's the meta plot of like what what exactly happened like what are you the witness of because there's always stone statues of people and there's random audio recordings of like 
philosophical clips and other, if you go in certain areas of the island, behind the scenes clips of people talking who seem to know what happened on this island. And then there's all the meta stuff as well, as you'll probably at some point start wandering around and go, man, that, that cloud looks an awful lot like these puzzles I've been doing. And, and then you'll try and do it. And oh shit, that's actually part of the puzzle as well. This It's so many puzzles layered upon and layered upon each other. And I really love games that have that kind of get you to invest in the language, as it were, of them. Like I enjoy um, Fez for a similar reason, which has its own like language you have to kind of decipher. But this, in many ways, is kind of like, this is probably the best puzzle game I've ever played. Like I adore it. It is so simple at its concept of just, you can't die, you can't fall into the water and drown, as it were, on the island you're on. You just go around and you solve puzzles and you have to, it's just you and your wits and your logic. There are no real cheap, I don't, can't recall there being any kind of cheap puzzles. It's everything just if you take your time, if you think about things, if you take all the visual clues and everything you've learned in. Because another thing is you'll get some areas and you go, I don't have a clue what to do here because there's like five mechanics on this puzzle. I haven't met like some of these yet. So just go off to another area of the island and then at some point you'll probably be taught, oh, so this is what like the black and white squares mean. So now I know for that puzzle over there, I can do this. And then, oh, I've learned from that. That's what the tetronomo blocks in the squares mean. So now I know I can do this bit. And yeah, I just, I adore this game. There is so much smart game design in this. As I say, it's a, it's a puzzler's puzzle game. And if you like puzzles in any way, shape or form, if you like, if you're one of those people who plays like Sudoku games or Picross games or like puzzle, like really enjoys like platformers that go into the more puzzler style things like Fez, The Witness is a delight and I highly recommend it. And I'm surprised that I was so high on it considering it's like when it came out it's a 30 pound game at the time i was like that's bloody steep but uh i i adore witness it was my game of the year the year it came out 2016 and yeah i feel if you like puzzlers play witness because it is a puzzle game for people who love puzzles <laughs> <laughs> i hope that was written on the box because the advertising team could take a day off that is the best uh, the puzzler game for people who love puzzles i like it <laughs> i've not I've not played it, but it was a game. I remember when it came out, it got quite, it got hyped up quite a bit. Like even a lot of influencers were talking about it as well. I think, like, I think it was a big, like, big for a puzzle kind of game. If that makes sense. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. There's not a lot of puzzle games get. I don't want to say mainstream because I don't know. Witness got mainstream attention, but it definitely felt like it wrote like the puzzle genre. Not a lot of stuff rises out of that kind of genre to be more yeah. noteworthy. And Witness was definitely one of them. You got anything to add to that, Laura? I don't know if did you play it or not, or did you? Play I did not play Witness no. because Slazo told me how detailed of a puzzle game was. Is it? It was at one point. No. I don't know if it still is. No. <laughs> um, it's a real puzzly puzzler, as the puzzler's puzzling game, whatever Slazo wants to describe it as. And I ain't gonna lie, I am more of a I will punch a wall if I can't solve a puzzle, and I don't want to hurt my pretty hand. Witness probably will make me hurt my pretty hand, so yes. I avoided it. Yes. Um. Do you want to go next, Laura, with your game? Yeah, because I'm just going to get shut on. Um... <laughs> All right, calm down. I'm calm just going to... Okay, I'm going to start with Detroit Become Human. Um, I... <laughs> what can I say about Detroit Become Human? I don't know, Laura. What can you say about Detroit Become Human? That's, it's a beautiful game to begin with. Tick that basic box off. Um... <laughs> This is a game where you feel like your choices actually matter. And I'm not saying that like an advertising slogan team. But generally, 
it's got a gripping story. Can't really say too much because of the twists and turns because then you'll never play it. And I still hold out hope because it is one of the games that will be on the PS Plus collection when the PS5 launches. What up? See how I tied that in? And um, basically, I feel that you know the general gist of this, right? Either I mean, of you? We, did, we did talk about it on the last podcast, was it? Yeah, I we talked about it at some point. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I shouldn't be shocked. I really like games where you make choices and it affects the game and gives you a different story and really that sort of story drivenness. And this was the best of that on this generation. Um, I did consider Until Dawn because I really did love Until Dawn, but I do feel like you were a bit limited in places. Whereas Detroit, I feel like I have more freedom with stuff. I just just much more complex the story is way more detailed and to say how good this is i oh i was gonna say we but that sounds really suspicious but it is so we, we no, finished no, no. in 48 hours may may have binged binged a game so what drew you to this over because obviously this gen there were a bunch of episodic storytelling like uh tales from borderlands life is strange stuff mm-hmm. like that what drew you to like kind of um, um beyond over well Oops. Not Detroit beyond the story. Like, <laughs> Jesus sorry. Christ, um, I think it's the complexity of the plot. I feel like the plot's good enough to even be a TV show at this point, or film. And I know you're going to be like, Life is Strange could be a TV show. I actually, think it might even be developed. Or whatever. I feel like it's being made into yeah. one. Sorry, but... guys, watching it, you got to do some. But I just think I feel like they would have to add stuff to hot, fill it out yes. in places and pad. Yes. Whereas Detroit feels like the complete story. I know that sounds like a weird thing to say because Life is Strange is a complete story with a part A and a part B and a finish, obviously. But Detroit feels like that there's twists and turns, but you're getting enough info so it's not like, oh, random shock value like certain games do that I won't throw under the bus. But Detroit drew, and then you've got so many different characters. So this is the one where you switch between characters so you get different perspectives and then it all sort of comes together. Um, spoiler. But... Every character feels like it's well-written, well-fleshed out. No one feels a bit rushed. Whereas I think Heavy Rain is where you play as three people. I can't believe I'm going to actually throw Heavy Rain under the bus here. But one character is definitely stronger and more thought out than the other characters. Whereas everyone in Detroit feels strong. Even the side characters. like You actually start to care for the other characters. And you change your interaction in that way. Because I didn't like my cop partner. I may have been outvoted on the person I was playing it with. But then I'm like, oh, he isn't such a bad guy. I actually kind of want to protect him. I actually risk my life at this point, even though I've got to now do a difficult button sequence. But you get my point. So um, that's why. <laughs> Any questions? I've got nothing to add. I think we spoke a lot about it over the it last... Is I think we spoke a... about quite a few podcasts, actually, yeah. because I think it well, always to be seems fair, to come up. You keep asking what my best game is, and it's one of the ones I have the most pleasant, perfect experiences with, and this is my best game, top four games of this generation. So I'm going to have to have something that represents the choice games. So I was going to say, I feel it's because you really like Until Dawn, Life is Strange, Quantum Break, Detroit, you really like those kind of games. So I think that's Hidden Agenda, baby! Describing it, yeah. Yeah, play <laughs> Hidden Agenda, guys, baby! Oh, that's an actual game. I thought that was just you saying you had a hidden agenda. No, hidden agenda is the one with the the only good one they did with the mobile. You, when PlayStation tried to push the mobile interaction, they had an app for every I game. Think, you play. I don't remember this one at oh, all. It's, it's like free mobile push games, but hidden agenda is the one where it's a murder mystery and you have to press and select options on your phone and you play it with a friend, or I think up to four players. And like it, the, you vote for the option you want to do, and the one with the most votes is what the option you do. But then there's button sequence. It's just all played for your mobile. You use your mobile phone as the controller. It's a whole. It's fun. It's a, it's a hoot. Anyway, Squiggy. 
So yeah, so let's have a look at my four games. Which one should I go with first? I think I'm going to throw in Horizon Zero Dawn as my Boo! first game. Overrated piece of crap. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Hello. Wow. She's the, girl, so, the girl who just shipped her Detroit is like over yeah. here throwing shade. So I, I wrote a little bit about it um, back the year it came out. And it was one of those games where I didn't really follow much of it. Like, I knew, obviously, it was coming out when it was coming out, but it was one of those games I didn't want to know too much about, and I don't do that with too many games. Like, a lot of games, I like to watch all the trailers, watch some of the gameplay, some of the deep dives and stuff. And Horizon, I just sort of, I went in quite blind, um, which I'm really glad I did, to be honest. And it's kind of one of those, it's one of those games where, like, in 2017 when it came out, I think the whole, like, not gimmick, but the thing was, like, open world. And I know we're just talking about, um halo 5 and how their open world was pretty pretty shit to be perfectly honest this open world was like it was really cool just sort of i got lost so many times like wandering around and just destroying like the random robots that appeared and i remember going from one like part it was like a point a to point b to do a certain quest and in the middle of that quest i saw this robot which i'd never seen before and i was like i'm gonna kill that 90 minutes later i had finally killed that robot after dying a couple of times and coming back to try and kill it and it's one like there's not many games. There's another game on this list where I try I try to do a lot of games. I just try and complete the main story because I don't really have time to play all these games. If you know what I mean. Um, but with Amen. this one, but with Horizon and the other game in this list, I try to complete as much of the side missions as possible. Just because I just ha- had so much fun playing as Aloy. Like Aloy was probably one of my favorite main characters. Just to prove that I am not sexist as well. By the way. Um, but no she she was actually one of my favorite characters of this generation the way like her story and the like her character kind of developed through the entire story and bits of it you kind of saw come and some of it you didn't and it was just it was just so much fun and it's one of those games where i recommended it to a few people who i used to work with and said look if you don't want to like be immersed in the world and like all the side quests just play the main quests of the game and you'll enjoy it and one of my, one of them who I worked with, he bought it, and then he actually bought the like the game of the air edition with all the DLC because it was cheaper than buying just the DLC separately because he enjoyed it that much. And it's just it's one of those games like I've not played the DLC because I've had so many games to play, but I think I actually bought it when it was cheap on in a January sale, so I need to go back and play that. And I kind of do want to go back. I I do think about it quite a bit, which I know is really weird, but it's one of those games where I just think of bits from it that I really want to do again. And it's just so much fun. It was a bit like some of some of the missions were a bit like a good Assassin's Creed missions sort of thing, if that makes sense. But then like all the power ups you got from on your um your bow and everything, it was just fun. It was just fun to play. And there were so many different ways you could kind of take down a robot. Um, you could set traps, or you could just basically go in and kill it. And sometimes it wasn't advisable to go in and just kill it and sort of things like that. And it's so much fun. There was so much to do, and I kind of like. I think we were talking before the podcast started where we spoke about how The Witcher 3 was like really big and there was a lot of, you basically had to spend a lot of time to play that game. And Horizon was kind of one of those games where the open world was big, you could explore it, but it wasn't so big that you kind of felt overwhelmed by it. I think it was kind of the perfect size of open world, if that kind of makes sense a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's that's why it's in my top four games of the generation. Have you played it, Slazer? 
Uh, not as much as I really want to. I've tr- I've played through like the prologue a couple of times, being like, "This will be the time I play Horizon," and then something else comes out, and I'm like, "Shit, don't have time for this now." So it's I really want to because I really I do enjoy Aloy. I do enjoy the little of the combat I've had a chance. Obviously, I've not really gone to the deep end of it, and the open world map doesn't seem too overwhelming like some some are in the genre. So it's definitely something I want to play. And maybe when the PS5 comes out, that will give me an... And obviously, it'll be forever until PS5 really starts probably ramping up. So maybe it'll give me a chance to play that and a couple of other games from this gen I've missed. But Horizon's definitely one I do want to play more. And Laura, why do you not like Horizon? Okay, I, I was just being overly aggressive, but I just think it's average. I didn't really... I mean, everyone hyped it up. I went into it expecting a masterpiece. and I just didn't really get in, anything from the story. All the... Gameplay mechanics were alright. Mm. I'll just... I was like, same old, same old. Nice. Interesting. Okay. I just... I, I let it been overhyped and it didn't help, but I just expected it to be really engrossing and stuff like that. But I just felt kind of like a chore playing it. So, yeah. That's going to be a bit of abuse. I mean, to be fair, I'm assuming you'd probably played more open world stuff than me and Squiggy had at that point, so it could have I mean... Been- Based on every week of what we've been playing, it does seem like <laughs> I did, and probably had. So yeah, let's let's go with that. Was maybe the issue. Uh, I think I did. I think I waited a few months after launch because it was hyped up. I feel like I got it for Christmas for some reason. I don't know when it came out. So it came out around about the same time release. as the Switch. The Switch came out because I think it was pretty much going head to head with Breath of the Wild. Okay, because I I was a bit little That's bit late. That's why party. I didn't play it. Maybe. Yeah, See, I, <laughs> I played Horizon over Zelda. Right. I I'm gonna be honest. I did, but let's be honest. That's not much of a choice for me because I'm also famously anti Zelda. So yeah, it just wasn't for me. And maybe the tweaks and that. I mean, this is by the people that made Killzone, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yes yeah, it is, I prefer yeah. Killzone Shadowfall. There you go. So don't, don't even See, I, I think. Wow. All right. I'm re- I wasn't going to really drag you. But yeah. No. I'm really I dragged myself. Even Killzone yeah. to make Horizon because Horizon is like on a different level. Killzone. Yeah, Killzone, I agree like, with Shadow, that statement. Shadowfall, Shadowfall was fun, <laughs> but Horizon is just like the next level of games from I, Gorilla. See, this is yeah, where I'm Killzone, getting. People advertise I'm not, I'm it. Not, I don't want to like. I don't want to slam Killzone, but like, it ne- Killzone never really to me rose above just another shooty bang. Whereas Horizon sort of does rise above being just another open world. To me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm the same. I mean, that's fair. I, like I said, a lot of people love it and do think it's more than that. But to me, it's just another open world. That's fair. Um, Slazer, we'll but, go back to you. Speaking of another open world and speaking <laughs> of games that launched against Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, my next game is oh The Legend of Zelda God. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Oh my god. How did you not see this coming? Oh man. I just I forget you're a Zelda weirdo. I uh, yeah, <laughs> wow. man, liking the highest rated franchise. <laughs> liking time liking good games. Crazy. No, no. I'm being on purposely antagonistic at this point. Because I, I, I know I that everyone everyone loves Zelda and I know I my gaming opinions are out there like Marmite. So at this point I think the best form of defence is attack. Laura, no one knows having their opinions hated on more than me. Don't worry about it. That is fair. But I want to hear why you think this Zelda was amazing. Because let's be honest, yeah. this is one of the Zeldas I don't actually see people 
drooling over as much as I thought they would, because normally I... I'm insane. This is the one I've seen most people praise. See, this is because I probably block them when they say the word Zelda. <laughs> but continue. Um, yeah, thank you. Yes. So I'm not the biggest open world guy. I've tried a few times over the years. I tried with uh, Witcher 3 to get into it. It didn't really happen. I've played a couple and enjoyed them. I thought Tomb Raider, the reboot, was all right. And that was sort of open world, if I remember correctly. Uh, I enjoyed Spider-Man, which came out like a year or two later. But I've never been like a big open world guy. To me, they're often overwhelming. I've never played an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout. I just, that doesn't really appeal to me. So I was absolutely stunned that I utterly fell in love with Breath of the Wild. Unlike so many open world games, which kind of follow the Ubisoft-esque formula, uh, as it's now kind of known, of here's a map, let's litter it with objectives, both missions and collectibles other random little quirks and there's there's a myriad of them it's not just ubisoft that does it but uh unlike those breath of the wild is very much kind of a no this is your environment to explore and it's up to you to kind of make those choices so you scale towers sure send that in other things but that doesn't then suddenly magically unlock a section of the map for you to like go oh there's there's 50 korok seeds here and there's a place over there and there's a shrine there no you actually have to then look using your eyes and your binocular-style uh, Shiga Slate device and actually find places of interest and then ping them on your map and then you make your way over to them. And yeah, it's just like that undersells it to a large degree. But it is so much more a game about you exploring and you making discoveries rather than being overwhelmed with objectives and goals and mechanics. It's up to you to define things like you can see a camp of enemy um, moblins, I think they are in this game, and there are a myriad ways you could deal with them. If they're next to explosive barrels, you could maybe shoot a flaming arrow, or if you don't have one of those, maybe shoot like next to the little bonfire or the uh, camp light they have there to set fire to everything. You can use, you can create like windstorms to fan flames into them. You can make a giant cube and just bash them in the head with it, or if you've got a big rock nearby, bash that into them. Or you can, you know, if you just want to play it like a classic Zelda, you can go down with a sword and start beating them up. Uh, or you could, like, try and deflect their attacks and steal their weapon. Like, there's, there is so much to this game that you just don't really see in other Zeldas and you don't really see in open worlds. It's literally just, your goal is to beat Ganon. Go do whatever you want to do to do that. If you want to go... Go do it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And you joke, but like, there's no, there's, if you want to just go straight to Ganon and try and find weapons and stuff in the castle to beat him up, you can. If you want to take your time to explore the environments, like learn the divine beasts, go meet the different guardians from the past, piece together the history of what happened 100 years ago between you and Zelda and the rest of the, the last generation of guardians, you can. Either way works. It's just, it offers you so much. It just lets you play with the tools it gives you, however you want. Players, like, the first few months after launch, players were constantly barraging stuff onto Twitter of, like, clips of, oh, crap, look at the awesome thing I did. Look at this crazy shield sled I did, or how I stood on a rock and, like, used stasis to launch myself across the entire map. There is so much to love about this, and it also does a few things you don't really see in Zelda games. The Guardians, the kind of robot, four-legged walking robots who shoot lasers... You don't really see a whole lot of that kind of thing in Zelda. So to have those and you'll be running across the field quite happily on your horse and then suddenly the Guardian music will kick in and you'll be like, 
you what? As a laser shoots over your shoulder, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I just, yeah, I, I adore Breath of the Wild. I feel it is the best open world game. And again, admittedly, I've not played a huge amount, so that opinion probably doesn't hold a huge amount of value coming from me. But I just, it does things so differently to so many open world games. I adore it for that. And uh, in an era where most people are like, open world games will inevitably be buggy, Breath of the Wild isn't. Nintendo were like, nah, we're just going to make a very polished, very satisfying, very beloved adventure. So beloved that uh, there's a sequel coming, and in next month, the Hyrule Warriors game based off of this universe launches. So, you know, they did something right. And I, I think it's one of the highest rated games of all time, if I remember correctly. So, uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild. Correct. Breath of the Wild. It's fucking great. What a launch for the Switch. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about it. I got it when the Switch launched. I played a bit I mean, of it. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, what yeah. else would you buy? Yeah. <laughs> I played One, a bit two, of it. Switch, please. Yeah. And I remember playing a lot of it because I, I flew to America about a week after the Switch launched. So I took my Switch, obviously, on ah, the plane. Right. You couldn't, couldn't take Horizon on the plane. So, uh... Exactly, yes. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'll play Horizon at home and I'll play Breath of the Wild on the plane. And I just got I got completely lost. So after the first, is it the Great Plateau, the first part of it? Yeah, so they kind of, like, it's a little tutorial area where they kind of teach, give you all the tools you'll have, like the bombs and the stasis abilities and all that. After which they're like, oh, you've got a hang glider now, explore. Yeah, so I literally hang glided off into the, into the sunset, got completely lost, <laughs> didn't know where I was going, didn't know what I was doing. And then I kind of you obviously had it. a little, yeah, well, <laughs> and then I had, a kind, I had a little bit of like a break between playing it and then coming back to it. And I was even more lost. So I kind of just, I kind of just stopped at that point, and I've always wanted to go back to it because obviously what people say about it. And to be fair, I enjoyed probably the, the three or four hours I put into it, maybe a bit longer than that. I spent a lot of time getting lost. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and it was, it was really enjoyable. Like all the different, even the is it the trial temples or the trials or whatever they are uh, inside the, the great Plus, the shrines. Like even they were different to what some of the Zelda games were like. I've not played many Zelda games, but. It felt yeah, a lot different. Is, to this is definitely unlike any Zelda that's come before. Yeah. And it was fun. I just, I kind of regret not going back to playing it. Um, and it's something that I will do. I've kept, I've, it's one of the games that I'll never sell until I finish it anyway. Um, so it's just, it's just there just to go back and play. And I've enjoyed what I played of it. I just need to go back and play more. And this is where Laura's going to say she hates Zelda. I do I'm hate not Zelda. Lie, if she's played Breath of the Wild, I'll be stunned. I haven't played it because I hate Zelda. <laughs> Cool. There we go then. So How Laura, do you want to do you want to give us your next game? Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, oh Boo! I <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Cowboy uh, Simulator. Uh, wow. Squeaky, you want to talk was... about an open world that goes too far? Oh God, Slazer, don't. Let, 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 <laughs> let, let Laura go, Sorry. and then me and you can. You quite done? For now. No. For now. <laughs> okay. Literally, Red Dead Redemption 2 is amazing. The story is engrossing and captivating. And if you actually get past just the early missions where they lure you in with simple missions just to get you into how everything then goes crazy and there's loads of crazy stuff happening, then, yeah, you might actually have some fun playing it. That is a sucky dig at someone because I know they're <laughs> what they're going to say. What up? Hello. Me um, but aside from the amazing story and the great how emotional you get with the characters and just generally the side quest where you're like bonding with each individual person that camp and you're like all oh, cool and stuff like that and you're like oh no I hope he doesn't die but oh no this doesn't look good bits of the game and the variety between missions which is something that I normally 
Hmm, do I moan about him in GTA? Sometimes in GTA games, I squeeze you play a lot of GTA, right? I don't think Slazo has. I've played enough GTA. Yeah, but a lot of GTA games is where you don't have a lot of variety between missions. You get to a point and it's like, this mission is similar to the other mission, but with a different sort of slight twist, but it's basically you're doing the same thing. With Red Dead 2, when you get far enough into it, um, all the missions feel varied, they're different, there's lots of different experiences and different ways to do it, like not just shooty bang bang or go here and shoot up, which is good for an open world game story-wise. And also, the open world is just amazing, and the little side quests and pop-ups, the exploring, and the whole universe is great. And there's funny moments, for example, when you pass that guy, you're going along the road, and he's like oh help me i'm in danger and then you go over and he's been bit by a snake and he's like can you suck the venom out my leg and you're like mm, this seems a bit i don't and think then you, so then you start you well you <laughs> you suck him sounds so bad you suck him um and then you then bump into him in a store outside and he's like you know what you're the guy who saved my life the guy i was telling you about and the friend's looking at you like mm-hmm. and then um he gives you a shotgun and then it happens again and it's a bit of a trap and it's just Little fun events like that, because it's hilarious, let's be honest, because we're all immature playing an 18-rated game. I think it's 18-rated. I don't know. I don't have it near me. I but, really, uh, it's Rockstar. It can't not be. Yeah, I, ass- okay. I assumed it was. Table I mean, tennis wasn't, when, though. A joke stuff, <laughs> stuff when you're like, hey, this guy wants you to suck the venom out of him. I'm going to assume there's going to be some 18-rated jokes there. But, um, yeah, I generally feel Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, I poured a lot of hours into it. Um, poured a lot of hours into it just hunting um, it's quite peaceful and relaxing I know what you're going to say by that weird hunting series game not the same but um, yeah uh, personalising of horses I felt connected to um, K2 the horse um, and oh you can do that in Zelda as well it's great me 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 I got to that point um, but yeah there's just a the whole thing and it's just fun joyous and I think Squiggy's about to slag it off so okay. I just I just found it boring to be honest I didn't get to like I didn't get to anywhere near that point of the game because I was just bored to tears like press x to follow this guy on your horse oh kill this person press x to follow this guy on the horse oh we're going into town you need to sneak around the pub I was like oh well I don't know how to sneak around here I'll just run upstairs oh you've done the mission get back on your horse press x to follow the guy to the next place and it was just I don't know it just wasn't it wasn't for me. Like I know a lot of people love it, but it's one of the most boring openings to a game I've ever played, and it just didn't do enough to make me want to carry on playing it, especially with all the games coming out when it came out. It just, yeah, I don't know. It was just like even the part where you move from—is it from one camp to another? Like even that, it's yes. just bo- it's just boring. Like I've never been so bored in my life. I may as well have just put on a western movie and just watched it because that's what it felt like. I'm just watching people on horseback. And I'm supposed to be playing this guy, but all I'm doing is holding the button to follow the other guy in front of us on another horse. And I just, nah, just nah. Slezo, have you played it? I have not. I remember shocking people at the time because they're like, oh, you've got to be buying this. It's the big game of like the year because it's a Rockstar release. I'm like, nah, I'm good. You're not loyal to the Rockstar brand, to be honest. I am, in fact, not. I I see these big Western developers like Bethesda and Rockstar, and I'm like, eh, I'm all right. 
I feel like I remember how long it took for you to play your first GTA. I feel like this was a GTA thing. GTA 4 was my beginning, and yeah. you can probably guess why I'm jaded on that series. Yeah, to be fair, G- GTA 4 is underrated, but then when it's your one it and only sold, GTA... GTA was sold to me as a very different thing. Wacky, yeah. I got GTA G- 4 at launch, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't. In hindsight, GTA 4 is a solid game, as long as you don't go in expecting the usual GTA and are ready and open-minded yeah. for a bit of... Something different, a little bit of a more serious thing. But yeah, you're not really a rock star guy, so I kind of understand why you didn't even game So, I mean, I'll give you my uh, brief thoughts on it. So, I I have played the first one, by which I mean I've probably played one less than Squiggy's played two. Uh, I think my main play was Laura Drag being to co-op on that, and that was all right. I enjoyed that one, and they launched that stuff in there. My 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 thing with Red Dead Two, and I respect it because I saw tons of people like Ray reviews. I get again, it's very a huge game. Rockstar always make games with insane amounts of depth. Like GTA Five is involved into that as well. I feel there's a point where you can go too far, and I think this was encapsulated. I think Jim Sterling did a video on this. Like there's a point where you make the mechanics so in depth and so intricate that now you're just getting in the way. Because I'm here to play a game. If I'm spending 15 minutes doing a hunt and carving shit off a deer or whatever as part of the hunt, there comes a part where I'm like, no, I'm I'm playing a video game. Get get the fuck on with it. I wanna I wanna play the game. I don't wanna sit watching this animate this long-winded animation play out. I wanna I wanna do more than just press X to follow guy, as Squiggy put it out. So that was that was kind of the thing that really kind of set me on Hackle. And this was an opinion like I saw a couple of people bring up, but there were times where it just goes a bit too too full of itself, I guess would be the term to put. Where it just I, I get the whole too like it allows you to do basic things that aren't really video game gamey to try and engross you with realism, but they aren't necessarily yeah. the most funnest activity if you choose to do them. I think, yeah, not, I just felt that, like it goes too far at times, as it were. It's that's something that I would say most open worlds are guilty of because it's all the stuff like um oh my god, I was gonna slag off Watch Dogs then, and I. Mm. But you stuff like when you can go to a bar and have a drink, but you're not really doing anything, or play a pub game, and it's just very like I'm playing a like um Red Dead has the knife game, which I effectively don't think works in mini game form in a video game. You know the one yeah. where you put your knife because I mean where you put it between your fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's it's the whole point is that it's like danger and that I'm not gonna hurt my I don't I don't care about his hand. But um yeah, there I can understand that opinion. Um, I, I tend to avoid it as much as that as you can. I mean, I will say, I don't know why the, you, what you said triggered this, but for a massive open world with so much to do like Red Dead Redemption 2, it's probably one of the only ones that hasn't scared me off recently. In the sense that when I, I liked Assassin's Creed Odyssey, as we sort of referred to earlier, but it is one of those ones where there's, there's all pop-ups and missions in your face and you're just like, I'm never going to finish this game. I do not have the time. Why is there so much going on? I do appreciate that Red Dead 2, that while there's a lot going on and the stuff you can do in side quests, it's not all markers over the map. They just kind of appear where you're very close and it's not very like flashing in your face. And you just reminded me of that and I thought that was worth noting. Because I think loads of open world games get that wrong. Yeah, as is it. Well, we mentioned the Ubisoft formula for open worlds. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think it's telling there. We've all nominated open worlds from different developers, and none of them are Ubisoft. <laughs> yet, excuse me. So we've got two games. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Squiggy, what's your game? Uh, which one do I go with here? I'm going to go with God of War. It was the choice between two other 
PlayStation exclusives. You can probably guess what the other one is now. I'm going to um, be honest. I haven't got a God uh, of War on my list, but I nearly put it no, on. No, no, so I'm Nack very intrigued two. to see you argue this. Ah, oh, shit. Knack 2. Damn it. Yeah. So close. So, so God of War, um, at first I wasn't sure I was actually going to play it or even buy it because I'd never played. I honestly any... thought you'd bought it and weren't sure you were going to play it. I was a classic. No, no, I hadn't. No, no. Sorry. I didn't buy, Sorry. I didn't buy it because I wasn't sure Laura, whether I was going to. Laura, not me. He is you. You're both the same. Squiggy is not nearly as bad as me. I am am bad, but I am. You're both the Spider-Man meme. Anyway, explain. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. I played that. (laughs) I played that as well. Um, But yeah, it was one of those games. That was one of the choice. Was yeah. Sorry, carry on. (laughs) My God, (laughs) I didn't interrupt you talking about a rubbish game, Laura. Oh, you. (laughs) Sorry, two rubbish games. (laughs) <laughs> you better uh, so yeah so anyway oh, god of war gears, yeah. <laughs> wow i didn't so it was one of those games where god i wasn't sure where i was gonna whether i was gonna buy it or not like i'd never played the original ones and like i wasn't really that bothered about greek mythology like i just I wasn't mm. that bothered like it was it was kind of interesting but i wasn't really that bothered about it um and then when i saw this one was like a reboot and it was more like norse mythology again I couldn't tell you anything about Norse mythology apart from Thor. That's all I know about Norse mythology. Um, but literally, I remember playing it in the opening part. Have you played it, Slezo? This one, though. Yeah, no, you've not played this one. Laura has, but we'll talk about that after. But uh, mm-hmm. like, even the opening sort of 20 minutes of the game was just amazing. Like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't put it down. I was sort of hooked straight away from then. And I think I, spe- I, think I finished it in about... In about a week, which for me, finishing a game in a week is a pretty good achievement. Considering it's fucking how... rare. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. Sorry. It's just one of those games. I just couldn't, I couldn't stop playing it. Like the combat was just brilliant. It was so simple, but it was so good. Um, the characters of like Kratos and Art- is it Arteus? Boy. boy, yeah, yeah, just boy. Boy, it was boy. Just... They were just like so good, and then all the like the little—is it the dwarfs you could, like come across as well who can upgrade your weapons? Like even the the little chats between them was so like so funny and just so well thought out. And I just I couldn't stop playing it. Um, I don't really. There's not much I can say about the game apart from that you need to play it because it's a game where I don't want to give too many spoilers away because it's still a game which I think people might play before the next one comes out next year. But it's just like the whole story. <laughs> next yeah, year sorry. you're optimistic yeah. <laughs> carry on <laughs> just like the whole the whole story and like how it how you did de- how like kratos develops and boy um develops throughout the whole story from like from what you know kratos as from like the old god of wars which is kind of you see a little bit of it and there's a bit where you get something from the original god of war games and even i got goosebumps and i've never played the original ones but i kind of knew what that meant um like in the game and like probably to the player kind of thing and it was just it was just amazing and like i didn't do too many side quests in this game because i kind of just wanted to finish the story i was sort of that engrossed in the story i just wanted to get that done but i never got bored of doing any of it i think i did a couple of side missions after i finished the game or sort of just before i'd got to the end the point of no return and i just it's a game that i could probably play through again and again and just not get bored of it and find like new little things to do new ways to take down enemies and stuff like that it's just it's still kind of like it's a more linear game probably than Horizon or like Spider-Man and stuff like that. But it's linear for a reason because it's such a good game that need, like you don't want it to not be as linear as it is because it might take away a little bit from 
the actual gameplay and the story and everything. And I just, I just had so much fun playing it. Um, and I think, obviously, like I said, I finished it within a week. Kind of sums up how how engrossed I was into the game because I still haven't finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I've had for well over a year and things like that. Um, but yeah, you've not played it, Slazer, so I'm interested in what Laura's got to say. All right, thanks. Buddy. I don't well, care about you, Slazer. Yeah, I'm interested in you, but I've got nothing to really say. I know, I know <laughs> what the twist you're talking about is, but uh, yeah, I, I've got nothing to say. It looks fun. I'll play it one day, probably. <laughs> I don't know if that's free on PS Plus or not. Uh, I own it. Like, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if it was PS Plus or not, but like, <laughs> I guess it was on sale at some point. Classic. Hey. Did you, I was like, did you get it on launch? But I'm not even going to make the joke. No, but, um, no, I didn't do that one. Yeah, but uh, God of War, I really enjoyed. I did debate putting it in my top four. I feel... I feel this is going to sound really odd, but the one thing that held me back is I really like God of War Ascension on PS3, and I had the same similar enjoyment levels, this sounds so weird because I mentioned enjoyment levels, as I did play this. I think the story was better in this one, and I liked the ending and all that stuff. But in terms of the actual gameplay, I was like, cool, it's more God of War. I wasn't blown away. Like every, The only way I was blown away is how beautiful everything looks. Do you know what I mean? When you, Especially when you're in the bit with the um, canoe, and it's like the open... I don't know what to call it. Ocean. No, Swingy knows what I mean. You're under the bridge. Bridge. The bridge. I know what you like, mean, yeah. Yeah, and it's that comes across really beautiful to me for some reason. I was like, this is picturesque in places and stuff. And I really enjoyed it. And that and I like I said, I nearly put it in. I do think it's a fantastic God of War game. I'm very excited to play the next one. Um it does feel like this is breath breathed <laughs> breathed. breathed I can't even get this, put new life in the franchise because while I did enjoy the PS3 one, this is sort of took it with the more story direction, so the story's carrying it again, Um, and the story feels a little bit more fresher by having boy Um, so yeah, I do feel like also held back by the fact, I don't know why, but I get very, like a Last of Us formula with it because of the boy Kratos elements so it makes me think of Last of Us for some reason, and the previously never did. It's just because I think it's, of the dynamic of having yeah. a little sidekick. Yeah, there have been a few is. like of the dad games, as it were. There's that. Yeah. There's Last of Us. I feel. I did no. Did Uncharted go that way in its finale? No. Really? No. Did not. No. Well, I'm thinking. No, no awesome. not really. Okay. No. But yeah, I mean, no. When, what you've said there with um, boy Arteus, it kind of added like a new dynamic to it yeah. as well. Like before, God of War was probably just like. Kind of like Sony's sort of Devil May Cry, but not as over the top Devil May Cry. If you I, know what I mean? I, like God of War's been all, all right, kitty. No, it's no, nothing like Devil May Cry. No, I've right. been no, like, I've been <laughs> like Devil May Cry is just, it's just fun, like combat. And I feel that's what God of War was like. One, two, and three. It was just really fun combat. Happy the story, combat. the basic story is there because they refer to the yeah. help the story in this one. But I, I don't even know if it is. I just feel maybe this was this one is more polished, and I can't even want to use this word because I feel so dirty. This felt more mainstream appealing because it's like a I mean, lot yes. of big hitters. So I know I just felt big. the way it was pushed, the way it was portrayed, the more sort of open why we. This was sort of I feel like this was to expand it and take God of War from a game that a lot of gamers love to a game that a lot of people. Sounds a bit of a weird thing, so obviously you're a gamer playing it, but I know what I mean. No, like no, the dedicated it, it video they, game they, they tried to they tried to humanize Kratos in this one, hence why you have yeah. boys, as it were. 
you tr- I think they wanted to make because Last of Us sold really well, and I feel they wanted to get it on the same level as Last of. I can't believe we keep comparing it to Last of Us. The same sort of sales level as Last of Us, but without cutting off its older fan base who have been devoted to God of War since it was a thing. It, I, I can't because it's making me think of it earlier. It kind of like God of War and Killzone were sort of the Sony franchise, and what's the racing one they did? I'm for sorry, ages? what? No, no, just like the franchise. I, I mean, Gran Turismo is the one you're on about. No, but... no, it's not Gran Turismo. It's the other one. I'm, that's really popular. Drive the, Club. The, no, we're talking PS3. I can't think what it is. Anyway, also Mod like Nation Racers. Might be that. I don't know. Little Big Planet Carton. <laughs> Which was Mod Nation Racers too. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm um, also like kind of. Is it Resistance that Wipe was the alien franchise that Sony had for a while? I'm just going to use that as an example. Resistance. We'll go with Resistance. Resistance yeah, was the that. other one from. Yeah, yeah, okay. Zone, yeah. But I associate them sort of PlayStation franchise. Like, if you have a PlayStation, you get them, but you don't get a console for them. I feel this God of War tried to take it that you buy a PS4 to get God of War if you haven't got one. <laughs> like the next level, if you know what I mean. Next level franchise. I, I, I get up. what you say. It went from being another yeah. like a B tier Sony game to no, this is a front and center one now. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I just thought God of War was A tier anyway, but I think it... I, I see it as like, I saw it as like A tier if you had a PlayStation, but not the one that made you buy a console. I yeah, don't know. Whereas why. I think so now God of War will actually shift consoles. Yeah, that's what I yeah. think this one did. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't want to say it's made it more mainstream purely, but it kind of is but the vibe did. I'm going for. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of like, I don't want to water it down and be that dick, but then it's also kind of like, I can't word it any other way. Yeah, so uh, we'll end there. So, Laser, let's go back to you for your third game. Oh, yeah, God of War was your pick, right? Yeah, 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 it was. Laura just liked to talk about that one. No, that's, that's fair. I it's fine. I mean, to be fair, I feel like we've managed to get it so that we don't all line up and have the same ones on our lists, which yeah, is amazing because we didn't actually discuss them beforehand. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I mean, I, so far, so think, good. I think you, me, and you might have a combined one, maybe me and you, Squiggy. You think me and you. You you don't. Okay. I, I can see the remaining two. You don't. So I can see my remaining two. If you've picked one of these two, I will be stunned beyond belief. Okay. So uh, my next one, I am picking the greatest indie of a generation. Laura knew it was coming from before the podcast. Uh, Undertale. <laughs> yes. That's on my list. Fuck off. No way. <laughs> I've never played it. <laughs> I was going to say, it's <laughs> If that you've even loaded you. it up, I will be stunned. So yeah, would I, because I haven't bought it. So, <laughs> so yeah, I feel I went into this uh, in depth a couple of podcasts ago with me and Laura because it was an on this day title. But Undertale is a masterpiece, basically. It presents itself as sort of like an RPG, but it's not really like an RPG. The the combat in it is more like bullet hell, where you have to like navigate your heart to avoid the attacks. Which could be like, oh, you're having bullet pellets fired at you. It could be a dog's jumping at you. Maybe you have to jump over some bones, dodge some spiders as you're on a spider web. It's absolutely bonkers in the sense of variety of like, again, again, like other games are going to, every possible way you can interact with that whole like the bullet hell interface that it presents, it comes up with the most weird and wonderful things. But there's more to it than that. So it's essentially. Uh, it's an RPG where you can also choose to play it entirely passively you are not, with one exception right at the end, you are not forced to fight any enemy, you can peacefully talk your way, well not talk, peacefully act your way out of any scenario so there's no 
there's no you, there's no need to kill. You don't have to grind levels or anything like that. In fact, in some ways, you're encouraged not to. So essentially, you can play the game however you want. If you want to be a murderous psychopath and do the genocide route by killing everything, you can. If you want to do everything peaceful and do the pacifist run through, you can as well. And the other amazing thing about this game, everything and everyone is a character. Not just the main players, like the player character or the uh, kind of big important figures you meet, like Toriel or Undyne or the rest of them. Everything's a character. You can talk to a rock and the rock will have a nice conversation with you or will sash you out at one point in one of the puzzles where you have to push a rock and you have to ask the rock nicely to move into place. And that's a whole conversation tree. It, it's it's a masterful like every bit of it is designed so brilliantly and every character is so full of life and uh even more so it's also very aware that it's a game as well and it's writing like as becomes much more apparent as you get deeper into it some of the characters are aware of saving and that concept so the game in fact ties that into the core narrative of the game because they call it determination and your unbridled determination is what allows you to keep going in the face of overwhelming odds. And determination, as it turns out, is a big factor in the game, as you find out as you get further into it. I just, I, I adore Undertale. It is so charming. It is so masterful. Every, every pixel, every letter, every part of it is just so brilliant and so investworthy. And it's just, yeah, I, I love Undertale. I love it with all my heart. Oh, and the music. I didn't even talk about the music amazing soundtrack i listened to that on repeat ages as was evidenced by the fact that the game just had its fifth anniversary a couple of podcasts back when we were talking about it and they did a whole orchestra for it tokyo philharmonic i think it was tokyo philharmonic orchestra did a whole present performance of it because people adore it and i cannot wait to play delta room when toby fox gets around to releasing that in like five years so uh yeah if and if you've not played undertale i really do recommend you check it out there is nothing else like it except maybe Mother and the Earthbound series. It's kind of like a spiritual successor to those in some ways. But uh, yeah, it, it's a masterpiece. Undertale is a masterpiece. I've never played it, so I haven't got anything to add, to be honest. Oh, I can't actually really think, because Lazo no. bought it for me, and I had a terrible, terrible PC at the time that can't even run Google Chrome properly now. But I have a game in laptop, so I really haven't got an excuse anymore, and I probably should get on it. How long is it? Uh, Probably... <laughs> Eight hours? I can live with that. I was expecting twenty. Cool. No, it's not. It's not like an epic. It's not like an epic. It tells its stories and then it's done. It doesn't hang around. It's on Switch as well, isn't it? I believe it's on everything by this point. Yeah. Maybe not on Xbox, but it's definitely on the other platforms. It's one of those games where I think because you've talked about it quite a lot, like when we talked about games, that it kind of makes me (laughs) want to play it, and I just never get around to playing it, but. It is what yeah. I've been mean, put it like this. There were, were back uh, around the start of the year, people were doing their whole like games of the decade, and Undertale was showing up in a fair bunch of them. Yeah, so, uh, I've I've not. I don't think I've actually read anything bad about it from anyone. So I think that's a testament to it, really. But yeah, I've got absolutely nothing to add because I've not played it. So we'll move straight on to Laura, who's going to wow us with her third game. I mean, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, to be honest, because I don't think I'm actually going to get any arguments here. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for Switch, um, because it's the perfect Mario Kart, but with some added stuff. Shinier, better, and even more portable. Thank you. Welcome. Any arguments? Uh, I prefer the DS one. Any arguments that are valid? (laughs) I I prefer the DS one. I like Double Dash. (laughs) Yeah, his is valid. 
I mean, the <laughs> <best> one. <laughs> okay, um, I mean that's no, I, I do like Mario Kart Eight. It's a very good yeah. game. It's, it's the, the yeah, I'm... it's the best one since. So yeah, it's perfected the formula at this. But I don't, I don't know how you could yes. mess it up. But I mean, apparently Slazo thinks Double Dash messed it up as the formula. But I also like Double Dash Squiggies. What up? I feel so, um... like this isn't this isn't going to be a debate in Double Dash. I just don't like the no. in Double Dash. That's uh... fine. That's fine. But anyway, we can all I, agree Mario Kart is. Amazing, yeah, fun. It's the perfection fun. of the direction they've been going since the Yes. Year. Fun online, fun with couch co-op, fun by yourself. All the free boxes ticked here. I, I generally feel I I think I'm done there. Next game, Squiggy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a yeah. great game. It. And I yeah. loved my redemption arc of kicking your asses at it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go with my game then. And uh, Spider-Man, which Slizzo is just completely platinumed i believe yep yeah um so Actually, i think no, i platinumed it when it came out i've just got all the remaining trophies now sorry all right so i think when it first came out because i don't normally platinum games and after playing this game this is the game where i thought i'm gonna platinum this i didn't platinum it but i oh. tried i was i think i was two trophies <laughs> away um so that's a really anticlimactic end of the story. i, know. I, I just wanted yeah. to throw that one out there but i made the effort to try like it's not very often that I go through, like, as we've said before, I go through a game and finish and try and do all the side quests. But for this one, I was trying to do all of the side missions, like find all the backpacks, find all the other things, um, break up all the, I can't remember the names of them now, all the different, like, fight, not the fights, but the, what was the name of the people that came in about halfway through the game? Sable. Sable yeah, I was going to call them Sable, but that's, uh, that's, not, that's not them. But yeah, like, doing all the Sable um, strongholds and everything. Like I found myself really wanting to do them, but I just found it. I just found the game a lot of fun to play. Like, obviously, I don't know if you've played Spider Man on the PS2, but that was one of my favorite games probably back then. So, having the chance to sort of play a next gen spell, a current gen Spider Man now, um, but like being able to swing around New York City again. And obviously, it's not the same as it was back then where um, your web just appeared from nowhere. You had to have somewhere to attach it to. But I, and at first I thought, oh, that's going to be a bit rubbish. Like if you're in the middle of a park, what are you going to do? But it kind of worked really well, sort of being able to lock on to different things. So like within, what, half an hour, I was swinging around as if I was Spider-Man. I felt like a pro. Um, and I think there was a couple of times where I might have I might have got attached to a few buttons, which kind of ruined it a little bit, but there wasn't too many bad parts about that. Um, and then again, like the combat, the combat was simple. It was a bit like the Batman Arkham games, which is no bad thing, because I found the combat in them was really good fun. Um, but obviously you could do other things like you use a web to pull like the guns out of enemies, throw them back at them, throw grenades back at them that they've thrown at you. There was just like a lot of things you could kind of kind of do to make fights different. So in one fight you could go all stealthy and another fight you could jump down, drag people together to knock them out, like pick up a gas canister and throw it at them and everything like that. There's so many different ways. Yeah, there's a lot of versatility in the combat options yeah. available. Whereas, whereas I think like in the Batman games it was you probably stealth kill a couple of them and then drop down and maybe fight the last couple of them with Spider-Man you could literally drop down but it wasn't just punching and kicking it was all the different different things you could do and I really enjoyed that and then we'll go to the story so I actually wrote a review on Spider-Man for it might have been for my blog that I still have until the domain expires next month um, and I think in the review I said that the storyline is probably one of the best stories I've played in the game and it's one of those where you feel that it wouldn't be out of place in the MCU. 
I personally think anyway. I don't know if you agree with that, Slizzo or Laura. I, uh, it's a good story. I wouldn't go as far as it would. Like if I compare it to like Homecoming, the other Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's it's one of those where if it was a a cinematic universe story, you wouldn't be like disappointed. By if it. Sony ever make that Sinister Six movie, maybe we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> and I just thought like the interactions between the characters, like even the MJ and Peter ones, where it's like they're really awkward, as if they are. In probably I've never watched play what re- watched the comics, I've never read the comics, but like in the movies, they're always really quite awkward between each other. And I thought that was captured really well in the game. And then like the stuff between Octavius and Peter again were really quite good, obviously yeah. when he wasn't crazy and stuff. Um I feel like the best thing the story did in some ways in that game was it's set like eight years after he's Peter Parker's been Spider Man. So it's not just another or at least for Spider Man, it's not just another origin story, which I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah, it was one of them where he's kind of like done it for a while, which is why you kind of you go in and you've got all your powers sort of quite instantly. Like you can do all the well, you've got all the basic things quite straight away. Um, but no, I I really enjoyed it. It's a game that obviously I I tried to platinum. I just I just didn't get the chance. And then more games came out, and I thought, do I want to do this? Like these are the couple of missions to get unlock the last suit or whatever it was. But do I want to go and play another brand new game? And I kind of leaned towards playing the brand new game. Um, but when it comes out on the PS5, I will be starting it from scratch and playing through it all again. Um, and I can imagine I won't get bored of it. Um, but yeah, that's why Spider-Man is one of my favorite games of this generation. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a fair show. I really enjoyed it. It was my game of the year for that year. So, you know, I'm not going to badmouth it. I don't know if it quite hits game of the generation standard for me. To me, it is just, for all its compliments, it is a, a, just another very good open world game. As opposed to, you know, Breath of the Wild, which I raised earlier. But I yeah. still love Spider-Man, and I do still recommend it. And if you've not checked it out yet and you're getting a PS5, absolutely do. Or at the very least, buy Miles Morales. Yeah, definitely buy. Definitely buy Miles. And even if you... it's, I think I still think it's one of those games where you probably could go back and play it all again. Um, uh, I, I mean, really... I did. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't 100% I mean... it, but I played it through for the, for yeah. the trophies. For, for me, the only bits that I didn't really like were the MJ bits when you played as MJ. Stealth missions. Yeah, I just, I didn't really like them. Playing as MJ and Miles. To be honest. But they were all, like, they were all right. They were okay, but they weren't needed, I don't think, because I think the rest of the the style of the main game is a little bit different to that. I, f- I feel in it's 2020, we're done with that nonsense now. Yeah. You don't you don't need to be like, now let's do a stealth mission. Yeah, like, just focus on, <laughs> focus on what works and just stick with that. And everything else worked perfectly fine for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Laura, have you played it? Yeah, finished it. Yeah, you finished it as well. Yeah. Oh, Anything else I you think... want to add? Hmm. I would say that it's so it's so well done that even though it's my least favorite hero because I have issues <laughs> revolving around him that were brought up the other day, um, I enjoyed it and I did consider putting it in my top top four, but. I think it's a personal preference where we you heard me mention this. I, I do have more of an f- affection and fondness towards the Batman Arkham series. And that's what stopped me putting the Spider-Man. Not that you can only have one superhero per list, but I don't know. It just, I went in a different direction. Laura okay. likes DC more than Marvel. Confirm. No, Confirm. I don't. I don't. In terms, <laughs> of, I mean, in terms of films, I generally don't. I mean... Yeah, but I don't. I, I mean, don't know. Who does I mean, really? I mean, you make a good point. I mean, people's paychecks. <laughs> but I don't know. Spider Man didn't do anything wrong. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the little dialogues and the radio update. Radio updates. The radio updates. 
JJJ. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. I like how the everything felt so active. The world felt alive, which is the word I'd probably say. I loved all that stuff. I just, I don't know, cues in four games, it just missed out. I, I respect Squeeze's decision to put it in there because it does deserve love. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we'll go to your last game now. Yeah, so uh, I, I agonised over this one for a bit. There was a moment where I was considering Mario Kart, like Laura had mentioned. Uh, there, there were moments where I was considering stuff like Forza Horizon or the Jackbox Party Pack, but that would be more, if I was ever to put them in, that would be more kind of a series nomination than it would be for any individual game in those series. And then I went, wait, Slazer, you're being an idiot. You've not put anything Japanese in here, and that's my gimmick, and that's my shtick. So uh, my last, my last game. This one might surprise people. Powerful boyfriend. Uh, fight. It's not. That's not Japanese. Really. Is it not? Oh, no, that's okay. made by a Western team. That's made by the full guys team, Squiggy. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn, the greatest zero to hero story in gaming. Sorry, Destiny. Uh, I. Yeah, it went from being a MMO so bad and so broken that they literally had to let players play it for a year while they tried to fix it before going, fuck it, we can't fix it, and shutting it down for a while. And then it came back and is probably the best MMO on the market. And I, I like Final Fantasy thirteen. I like bits of Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake's fine as well, but I didn't really... It's, Final Fantasy VII Remake's good. But Final Fantasy XIV Realmborn is probably the best Final Fantasy game that they've released all decade. And it's the the story has only gotten better as it goes on, which is insane for an MMO, because usually as they go on, people get more and more divided on it. But no, people were pointing Shadowbringers as the best Final Fantasy story of the decade, which uh, says a hell of a lot. There is so much you can do in this game by now from like the past uh, seven or eight years worth of content that's been added into it. There are so many different options for classes. If you want to play as the healer, if you want to play as a tank, or if you want to play as a damage dealer, my God, there's so many damage dealers. Pretty much any class you can name from the history of Final Fantasy is in this game by now. You want to play as a crazy blue mage who steals um, abilities from enemies and uses them? You can. If you want to play as, uh, I believe, I'm going to get the name wrong here and people are going to hate me. I feel it's Astrologian who has like a deck of cards if you want to play like that playstyle. You can. If you want to be a machinist who builds turrets, you can. There is just so much to offer and so much to explore. You can, And now you can fly around in the world. There are many intricate kind of raids and battles. And it's unlike uh, like World of Warcraft and Guild Wars 2, which I don't really like as much because their combat is a lot more static. Final Fantasy, even from the off, Final Fantasy has you moving around a lot more and using a variety of abilities. Uh, so like you'll have some abilities that kind of chain into each other uh, unless you're a healer, in which case sucks to be you. Guess what I play? But uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. As I say, there's there's so much variety. There is so much to do. The story is so engrossing and has so many great characters. Uh, I am on the Yishtola fan train bandwagon, so super happy that she kind of came be- became the representative of FF14. But uh, I just I I adore it. It's it's mad. It's a magical experience that's only gotten better as time has gone on, and Everyone I know who's played ever 14 has fallen in love with it. It's just, it's a masterpiece. It is an absolute masterpiece. And I would never feel that I would have these feelings about an MMO. But uh, here we are. The best Final Fantasy is, in fact, an MMO. Go figure. 
I've and neither never, of you would have played it. I was so. going to say, I've never played it, so... No. But I'm going to be honest with you, Slazo. I'm not a big MMO person. I'm not a big no. Final Fantasy I'm not a big Rip. Final Fantasy person. <laughs> so put those hands together. Generally, don't think it's for me. But I respect that it's given you much joy. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's as I say, it's it's part part of the story as well as part of anything of just that it went from this absolute dumpster fire that everyone was laughing at to probably the best MMO on the market today, and has probably been for a while. Like I know World of Warcraft, I think still has more subscribers, but yeah, FF14. Who cares about subscriber numbers? Not this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good point. <laughs> but yeah, I've got nothing to add to that. To be honest. I mean, it's it's one of those games where, like, obviously you've played it for a lot, and I've seen a few people on Twitter that seem to keep going back to it a bit like World of Warcraft. Um, yes. And to be honest, it probably sounds a bit more interesting than World of Warcraft, to be honest to me. Oh, yeah, that's because uh, I don't that's like World of Warcraft. Um, yeah. If I've got nothing else to add to that, Laura, do you want to bring up your last game? Yes. <laughs> Which Gears of War is it? Four or five? I am picked Gears of War 4 or 5 even though they're my, probably my most played it's along tactics, with isn't FIFA. It? It's not all. <laughs> no. But um, I'm gone for because we spoke before the podcast about maybe Last of Us Remastered but I have told you how I felt that was a bit cheeky, a bit cheaty. Because mm-hmm. I haven't played I would, I would have been like, you can't have that one. But, uh-huh. but the company that make it <laughs> I'm going to say make it, be really so made. Which Uncharted game? Is it, it four or Lost Legacy, Squiggy? What do you think? Oh, God. I'm going to go with four. I'm going with really? Lost Legacy. Really? You go, right, yeah, it's Uncharted 4, a few said. I think it was a perfect end to Nathan Drake's tale. I really enjoyed the puzzles. I was very engrossed. And I really fell in love with the Uncharted series. Um, so, not in that game. Jesus, that'd be a bit late. But in terms of... <laughs> I sort this of game like, series? Oh, it's over. Yeah. Um, in terms of... What can I say? Decent puzzles, beautiful graphics, adequate gunplay, because let's be honest, well, there's a certain game in this series where the gunplay is the most frustrating thing I ever... Yep, but not in Uncharted 4. i that this is in your list and you're using descriptors no. like adequate. No, no, okay, sorry, adequate. I just don't want to say because obviously shooters are amazing. Okay, sorry, the gunplay is what is justified to the rest of the game and actually on par, unlike the gun- previous... The gunplay for a third-person yeah. shooter is good. Yeah, unlike at a previous outing in the franchise, while it's still an amazing game, said game that I will not name, number, but um, the gunplay... One, second one? Yeah, the gunplay just brings it... You just feel, oh, why? But this one, everything feels... It doesn't take you... It's good enough that it doesn't take you out of the experience. Because at the end of the day, I don't feel like Uncharted should be about gunplay and that stuff. It should have action and stuff, but it's more the puzzles and the story. Anyway, Uncharted, I don't think... It even has a little Crash Bandicoot minigame in it, for freak's sake. So I don't understand why you can argue with this. Thank you. So yeah, so I've... I'd tired about whether putting this or Lost Legacy or my other game is my last game in here. Um, but I... I actually preferred Uncharted 3 to Uncharted 4. That's fine. I think um, that's a fair opinion. I really like Uncharted 3. Which is why I didn't put it in. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really liked Uncharted 4. It's a, it's a really good game. It is probably, um, obviously not the best of the Uncharted series, but it's one of the best of the series. Um, it does a lot of things right, I think. I think it does a few things in it which I didn't like. It, I think it drags a little bit in the middle of the game. I think it just drags it out for Dragon Out's sake to make it because I think they said, oh, this is going to be a lot longer than previous Uncharted. So I think they added a few draggy out 
fit into it, which probably weren't needed. Um, but no, I I did like it. Um, it's a good it's a good game. Gunplay is good. The um, story it's a good story. I still prefer Uncharted Three story, but it's still a good story. Um, I like having Troy Baker in it as Sam, and I, was, I like the characters of Nadine as well. That's a good character. She's like a good character just in that in this game. So yeah, I think it's a very good game. I'm assuming Slazer hasn't played it. No, I would assume not. Oh, don't be silly. No. I play Japanese games, which you wouldn't guess on my list. But, uh... No. <laughs> but no, it's it's a it's a very good game, and it probably would have been in my list if I didn't debate whether to put this other one in, which I don't really know why I've put it in, to be honest, but I have. That's worrying. Um, no, it's... Well, I'll talk about Can't it. Can't wait. Have you got anything else to add about Uncharted or not? No, you just go straight into this game that shouldn't be on your list, apparently. So, no, no, so... I... I, I, I have my, my closing comment is I love Tomb Raider. <laughs> Punch in the also, face. Also, Tom Holland as Nathan Drake looks really weird. Not to date this episode. Right. Don't, don't, no. We're not going to go there. We're going to ignore it and live in a world where it doesn't exist. We're not doing this. I'm at okay, peace. Okay, we'll not, we'll not do this. So, we're lagging behind. Take it away. So, so my, my game, my last game is Metal Gear Solid 5. Get out. So, so no, so, so there's a reason. Disappointment of the year, Squiggy. Yes, but also the reason, game of right? the year. Because Konami is so, the payment. We don't try and sell this shit. Sorry. No, no. So the reason the reason it's in there is because I think this generation is going to be known as the open world generation. I think we can safely say that. I don't yes. know if you want it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me and personally, one of those you picked Horizon. Yeah, but but I think. And Spider-Man, and, and which Spider-Man. is another one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, my list is pretty much open world games, but for me, Metal Gear Solid was actually the best of the open worlds. For oh, the games dear Lord. No. So, so no. No. You, you can't talk, Laura. You put Red Dead Redemption I, 2 in it. You could fall asleep I, in that open you world. Can, you can have Red Dead 2 over Metal Gear. Like, Thank I'm, you. I'm so, for me, so, for me, Metal Gear Solid, um, like we've talked about, it's, it was my most disappointing game of the year because of the story, but because of <laughs> The gameplay. He's ruined this with the last game. (laughs) But because of because of the gameplay and the open world mechanics, it's one of the best games that I've played. There's so many like obviously Metal Gear Solid. There's missions. You know, you've got to sneak into this place. But because of the open world, there's so many ways you can go about it. Do you want to basically drive a car through the front door and alert all the guards? Do you want to sneak by on a horse where you can actually pretend the horse is just a, a stray horse and hide down the side of it to sneak past some guards? Um, there's so many different things you can do in the open world. Like it's not just it is a big it is a big like desert open world, but there's like guard checkpoints around, and the guards obviously do different things. Again, you can sneak past them, you can snipe them from afar, you can just drive through them in a truck if you want. But there's also guards driving around in the open world, which will obviously call for backup and everything like that. Um, and again, however you want to, you want to interact with them, you don't have to. You can choose to avoid them and all of that sort of thing. And for me, it was just. It was just so many different ways to go about missions. So I replayed a few of the missions to go about them different ways. There's one mission where you've—I don't know if I spoke about this actually—where you've got to sneak into a house, and I actually went—I went proper stealthy, like snuck all the way up like the side of a waterfall where there was only a couple of guards. Took them both out with like sleeping, um, like tranquilizers, and then snuck all the way up to the house until I got into the house, did my rescue that I need to do, then snuck all the way back out. Then the next time I played it, I just went all in guns blazing. And just killed everything. Of course, you can. But no, but like an open yeah, world. But... It's such a boring open world. 
See, I didn't think it was boring because I always thought there was something going on. In it. It, it, it's just the guy who called Red Dead Redemption 2 where there was different things happening. There was always the same but, thing but, happening. But for me, no, like, if you compare the opening of Metal Gear Solid 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2, one of them has me falling asleep. One of them has me wanting to play the game more. I and mean, at least Red Dead the Dead Metal Gear wait, Solid 5 the bit in the hospital, right? Yeah. yeah that made you want to play more? Yes, because yeah, that was yeah, incredible. The bit in the hospital is amazing. It was terrible. Amazing and intense. <laughs> The opening level is the best bit of the game, so the fact you call it terrible is damning. Who calls it terrible? That's like me or Smiggy. You, you just called it terrible, didn't you? I did. Yes. I didn't yeah. call it terrible. No, yeah, he did. The opening Swibbly, bit. Wobbly that, bullshit. If if we <laughs> complains about Red Dead Redemption being too slow, I will complain that Metal Gear Solid Five shoots its load in the first thirty seconds, and you're very unsatisfied for the rest of the time. You see, I wasn't unsatisfied though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, like... but that's because you're just it literally. What was your favorite bit? Was it the bit where you ballooned enemies to make like a gacha of en- of like en- no, of mooks? Or the bit where you pay Konami insurance to keep your mooks? I didn't pay, so I don't control oh, so that. So you're basically raided. To be honest, it probably was. The thing I will say about this, Squiggy, and I entirely to your opinion, I respect it's made your list. The quote the weird comment about the open world. I will not fathom, but we'll agree to disagree. But I do think that Metal Gear Solid to you is rose-tinted glasses, just like everything Star Wars to me. For for me to not like something Star Wars, it has to be bordering on offensive, and I generally feel Metal Gear Solid, even though you say it's disappointed you in many ways, you will always look for the positive. I just think... I, I just think it's one of those games where there's so many positives to it, and, like... You're saying that I've looking at rose tinted glasses, like looking on Twitter, Malga Solid Five made a lot of game journalists game of the generation because of the open world and the gameplay, not because of the story. Sorry, what? I've not seen anyone say that. About four, about <laughs> yeah, four, I haven't four seen out of the ten people that I saw had Metal Gear Solid in there, and it were said you it was... reading the Metal Gear fan scene? <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. I think a lot of them were from Kind of Funny, which says will... a lot about my game taste and will... journalist taste. Don't will... they like Avengers? I will quote <laughs> yeah. I will I will quote and or I'll describe a story to sum up, which isn't my opinion, Squiggy, right? I lent said game to a friend. They had played twenty minutes of it and then returned it to me because they asked me what this trash was. Are you still friends with them? You are too. They're on your friends list on PlayStation. Well I'll be removing them, whoever they are. Oh man, so they agree with me that the opening mission was terrible. Okay. They do. You as well. they, they generally <laughs> hate they hate it to the point. And this is the same person where I've lent games that are like questionable. And they've been like, it's been questionable, but I've been enjoying it. This game was unplayable to them. Just to put that on a scale fee. I don't yeah. know. Nah, I'm not like you may say I look at things with rose tinted glasses, but Metal Solid 5 was not unplayable. No, no I don't agree. I, I, was feel a it's a harsh opinion. I feel it's a harsh opinion, but the fact someone could sit there and call it unplayable probably shows you how many weak spots there is. I, like I said, I finished the story on it. It was all right. I don't think it was anywhere close to being up to the Metal Gear Solid standard. And you know how I That's up and down right. with that series. Thank you, thank you, Slaven. But don't I... <laughs> I just I just can't say uh, it felt like a grind it felt like a chore 
the, the joy of the series was drained out. It reminds me of how what GTA 4 is to the GTA series. That knows how bad I feel about this game. Hi. See, I, 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 I do think that number five went for went more like of a darker turn than two and three, and to a certain extent, four. Because um, it wasn't four, the dark one, if I remember. Well, there there weren't to be there, there weren't really that dark, to be honest. Four was like the story of happiness, four, with, like, money and everything, and the really? and everything. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't four like the if if I remember correctly, because obviously I have not great recollection of Metal Gear. But wasn't four like the one where it was essentially like, man, look, they're all back together, but they're all kind of damaged from fighting in wars for so long. So maybe you shouldn't have asked for this reunion. In a way, yeah, but it kind of the way the story went, it kind of brought a closure right. to everything. It was actually a really good it was a good ending to like the full franchise yeah. itself. But yeah, so but five was five's a lot a lot of a darker game. And I and I kind of probably accept maybe people didn't like that. But for me, I enjoyed it because I enjoyed seeing like how Big Boss came to where he is and everything like that and how it all went down. But I do think that the story's a bit lacking, but I still think there's some fantastic missions in there. Um, and again, I do think the gameplay is some of the best gameplay in a game this generation. It just works. There's no like, there's no convoluted mess of what button do I need to press to do this. It's just, it's just there. It just works. Like everything that you want is just there and easy to pick up and play. Whereas some games, you're like, oh, do I what button do I need to press to do this? Do I need to do this and this and this? Whereas it just worked for Metal Gear. And I was a bit dubious that it would because I didn't think Peace Walker was too intuitive with the controls and it's kind of based on the Peace Walker style of game, but it just worked and it just felt so simple, which is probably why the open world was quite good to me because if you come up against a, say you were just trotting around on your horse and you came up to a, an outpost, you kind of didn't have to suddenly, which button do I need to press? What do I need to do here and there? It was just so seamless to do it. And that's kind of why it's up there for me. It just felt a, sim- a game where you could just, if you didn't want to play the story, you could just venture out in the open world, and there was nothing. There was nothing really to worry about. As in, have I pressed the right button? Do I, am I doing this right? Like, how do I, how do I do this again? How do I sneak past them this way? How do I mount the side of a horse to drive past them, and everything like that? And it just worked. And I don't think there's many games where it's just so straightforward. I think Breath of the Wild is probably quite close to being quite straightforward. Um, but for me, like, uh, what's, I can't remember what it's called. Phantom Pain just worked. That's a good start. I can't remember the name of the game. I feel like this is called um, some sort of syndrome you're having, but uh, I respect I respect your love. I wish I could love a franchise like that. I mean, I do, and you didn't see it in like any of my picks. For this, <laughs> to be fair, this Gears is probably the equivalent, isn't it? And I'm like, no. Nah, I was going to say, like, I hear yeah. you and me look at like Gears and Pokemon this generation. Go, I mean, it was fun, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> but again, like, I don't, I don't like picking out like review scores of it because i don't think they mean anything but like you I'm said honest, I... zelda was one of the highest rated games metal gear solid 5's got a 93 on metacritic so it's it's not that's the it's same doing something worry. right <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean though like you don't want to no. you don't really want to talk about critics and what they think no, I don't care when what a game scoring because... that highly yeah no, it I, can, I, can right. but... I don't like using that as a base that's why when you say oh a lot of critics said this at the end of the day i don't tend to agree with a lot of critics sometimes because sometimes they will slag off a game and it's like you have overanalyzed this at the end of the day it's fun that's the box ticked you know what i mean and i sometimes feel that gets overlooked a lot and if it's fun to you 
you know, world your oyster. Like I said, I get that you've put Metal Gear Solid on there. I don't think I can accept it being one of the best open worlds of the gen or whatever you said. We may have said the best, but that's your opinion. You enjoyed it, and I wish I could have enjoyed it as much as you did. But you know, yeah, no, I've got, it's just it's, the it's same just way. when like it's just more when you're calling me crazy for liking it that much, and it's like, well, no, I'm not, not the only one. Stand by that. You can stand by it. I'm not going to call you. I'm not calling you crazy. I just feel like you, Metal Gear Solid instantly already has a leg up with you, which is a bit different. Like I said, I would say Star Wars stuff has a leg up with me, which is how bad Fall is. It Fallen Order, the last one. Yeah, but if but if Fallen you put if you put something player. like that in, you'd be like you'd be sectioned. Yeah, you put that in the top. But list. I'm going to be honest. I'm on the brink of sectioning you, but I'm being nice and not going to call you crazy or try to section you. <laughs> I mean, just... fair enough, but. But I just, I just feel that that has to be taken in account. But like I said, I respect the fact you love the game series that much. I, I respect the fact that you were able to see it past being your disappointment of the year and then put it in your top four games. But yeah, of but this like year. I said, it was, how, it was disappointing. But it was also, it was disappointing. How does the in one guy way, who's but... like, I don't, I'm like, I don't have time for open world. Put three of them in his best. But yeah. yeah, well, I sunk probably 60, 70 hours into Metal Gear Solid Five. My God, man! Christ. You know what? I take it uh, back. We're gonna use the c word because that's fucking mad. That the what is word? Insane. The c word? Yeah, the crazy, not the other word. That I, thought, I was like, <laughs> sex, 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 no, not that c word. The crazy word because my God, Jesus Christ! Anyway, oh, honestly, can't think. I feel like we're gonna have to wrap because my brain is melting that you've put that many hours into Metal Gear Solid now. I don't oh my know god. this is the one we've ended on. Oh my god. <laughs> That's why I saved it for this one, because I thought it might be the most controversial one. Oh my god. <laughs> I honestly, I, I actually might have to have a lie down. I actually feel a migraine coming on from the shock. But, I, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I think it is nice that we all came up with four different games each. Like, we all, like, there have been so many amazing standout title games this gen. Hell, there'll be, like, you, you, you listening will probably come up with four games that the three of us may not have even played. There's been yeah. so many amazing games this generation. So, yeah, I think it's like, I think it's probably quite hard to pick a top four. Like, oh god, I think yes. we we spent ages like, like again, like I picked Metal Gear Solid Five because it's one of my personal favorite games of the generation. Yeah. But I could have put in like, the same reason. I could have put in Uncharted Four. I could have put in Lost Legacy. Could have put in Overwatch, Alien Isolation. I mean, There's I loads of different Lost games. Legacy. We're definitely talking about Lost Legacy on an upcoming podcast because I need to know that. The level which you rate this game. But yeah, there's like there's so many games, like even like (laughs) even things like Destiny, because Destiny was a brand new. Oh, I thought about Destiny. I consider Destiny. Yeah, Yeah, so did I. I consider Destiny. Or more accurately, Taken King. I'd have put Taken King in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have said it was the complete package of that generation because this is the same way you wouldn't say like, oh, I liked World of Warcraft, but it doesn't include. Sorry, (laughs) but. Sorry, a, you've caught you captured my voice. It's a great impression. No one, <laughs> but um, yeah. I at the end of the day, we went personal preference. I feel like we all went with games we've enjoyed the most. Some of us questionably enjoyed, but <laughs> but also, well, you we, wanna, did, also we did out, we did say that when we were picking them. This is more. Yeah. These are our top. These aren't like what we think the objective top fours are. At the end of the day, otherwise, Breath of the Wild would be on all of them. Yeah, and at the end but, of the day, uh, I didn't even go with my most played and stuff like that. I tried to do a nice balance of my list, you know, mix it up. Yes. Um, because otherwise, I would just have a lot of choices games. But hey, uh, yeah. if you if you disagree or agree, let us know in the comments, eh? Or yeah, give us a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> tweet us at behind lagging. 
Um, but yeah, I think uh, that's yes, it is behind lagging. You're right, it is. I'm an idiot. Yeah, carry yeah, on. You, you used to be getting it wrong, but you were just prepared oh, no, for me no, to get yeah. it wrong. My, I'm correcting yeah. it in my brain. I'm like, no, it's the other way around. No, no. Wait, no. I'm on the ball. I have it. I have it in big letters I'm on sorry, every sorry. single one of my notes. I know what to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, on that, that wraps up episode 14 of the Lang Behind podcast. The next episode is our Sonic Mania. <laughs> Yeah. Why wasn't that on this list? Why wasn't that on any of our lists? Yeah. It's just going to get worse. Yeah, well, we can talk about real game opinions and who's the real gamer here. Spoiler, it's not Laura. I mean, it's not you either. I know, but I'm further than you, so that's all that matters. I finished it. So I was like, there's a gamer. I'm like, gamer. No, wait, don't call me a gamer. I don't want to be known as a gamer TM. But yeah, um, God. This was episode 14. <laughs> episode 15 is the Sonic Mania episode. Uh, if you want to get in touch on any of our socials, I'm at John J. Squires. Slazo is at Slazo King. S L A Z O K I N G. And Laura is at Metal Gear Solid 5. Why? But also at Laura Law. Laura Law. And <laughs> obviously, we are at Behind Lagging. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. And if you want to give us a review give us a like drop us five stars that'll be really appreciated uh, no, and until then understand after squiggy i'm a name okay if you don't want to give us five stars yeah understand. and you can't give you can't give us six so just give us five just settle on five <laughs> That's fine. um but yeah we'll see you all in two weeks time for the sonic menu episode goodbye <laughs>